Mike, the big the biggest lesson you're gonna learn, make sure you have your headphones on as soon as the show starts. You gotta be able to hear what people are hearing as soon as the show starts. MC Ernest is uh, running the board again this week. Is it's part of the uh, internship program that we have here at Press Box. Good morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio, a Friday edition of the program. I mean, the only, char- I mean, he's only four years old, Glenn. I mean, he's a little I mean, bit. He's a little bit older I mean, than. I know you. you he, but he's a little bit older than four. He's slightly older than four. How old are you, actually? I don't even know. Uh, 20. 20. 20. He's 20. He can't even drink. Doesn't even, even, doesn't not look that at, he would. Let me make that abundantly clear. Yeah, he's not interested that. in those types of things. That. He's an athlete. Um, that's what he's into. Stan the Fan Charles is here again on a Friday edition of the program. Good to see you, sir. A little upset today. Yeah. We, what are we going to do about this? Do we need to? I, I don't know. It, I wanted my powdered powdered donut i need you griffin to figure out who our elected representatives are so that we yeah. can write them and we can discuss Dunkin this donuts. transgression i feel like they personally this is about you that they attacked you well uh, you know i wouldn't have said it quite that way oh i think a, i think it, it's, it's an affront i think i think uh, it's you know. about your age yeah i think it's an ageism i i think i mean let's do we do we want to go there does it do they know that you're jewish Oh, I, I mean, do we need to? Do we need? We might need to do something about this. Well, we might have need a, to, a, a little bit of a long so nose, it, yeah. it, perhaps this. Uh, we might have a class action I lawsuit just, in our hands. I just choose to believe that they didn't bake anything. I don't know, Stan. I don't know, sir. And of, and of all weeks, of all weeks, this is the New Year week. This is yeah. a, a week of celebration. Yeah. yeah. What the hell? Yeah, tamp that down. Oh, I'm I didn't sorry. really know that. Lashana Tova to you, my friend. Thank you. Uh, you. uh, Same and the same to you, you, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate that. We got a lot, and may the bird of happiness is that what you poop on your head? Oh wait, what (laughs) is is that what you say? I don't feel like I knew that. Uh, A lot to do on a Friday edition of the program. Today's show is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland, which is the best place to watch and bet on all of the games. And right now, if you go in and you put a $25 futures bet down on the Super Bowl and you're a Live Rewards member, you can register that bet at FanDuel.com slash SB in AZ to win a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl. So you put a $25 bet down on the Ravens to win the Super Bowl, which is sitting at 14-1 to 1 odds at the moment. I think that that's a little bit off. I think there are some teams in front of them that do not deserve to be in front of them, but that's that's just me. That's my opinion. You make that bet, perhaps you could be watching the Ravens try to win the Super Bowl in Arizona knowing that like your tickets were free and your flight could be paid for by the winnings of the bet that you made on the Ravens winning the Super Bowl. Or you could make the bet mm-hmm. and not fly out and be ahead of the game by a lot. Well, what, what are you going to do with the tickets then? Like you got there, your tickets. You won the tickets. Oh, you you win. Tickets? You can register. You win, oh, I didn't you get can that. Win I didn't the get tickets that part. to the Super Bowl. I didn't get that part. My yeah. mind was on the powdered. Ca- You're powdered still thinking donut. about the donut. Yeah, it's going to be a tough day. Yeah. It's going to be a tough day. Yeah. Yeah, that's the you idea. You think I could get a donut at the FanDuel? I bet they've got you. I guarantee you they'll get you a powdered donut I'll stand. They, they care will. about you down there. That's the way it goes. Yeah, FanDuel.com slash SB and AZ. Make a $25 futures bet on the Super Bowl and win a pair of tickets. Oh, register know. to win. Not everybody. Obviously, not every $25 right. bet is going to get one. Right. Someone that makes $25 Super Bowl futures bet 
will win a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl. SBNAZ. FanDuel.com slash SBNAZ. Uh, we will, of course, be previewing Ravens' bills this morning. Coming up in a few minutes, our buddy Bo Smolka, Ravens beat reporter for Press Box. Later this hour, Eric Wood, Bills radio color analyst, will check in with us as well. Also coming up this morning, I had the opportunity to catch up with Bills linebacker Tyler Matikevich. Um, he is extraordinarily involved with a local charity called Show Your Soft Side that I think you guys know I've been involved with for a long time. And I never knew what the connection was. Like, he's come back here. He's come to Baltimore every year for multiple events to support Show Your Soft Side, despite the fact that he ain't from here. Like, this is not his home. He's never played for the Ravens. And I've never known what the reason was. And I wanted to know. So we talked about that. And then, obviously, we uh, previewed Sunday's game. And uh, Stevenson football coach Ed Hoddle is going to join us this morning. They are undefeated. And just this week, they officially moved into the top 25 Already have a big win over um, Salisbury on the season. They're getting ready for a home game tomorrow against Delaware Valley. Uh, the weather doesn't look so great. But other than that, a great opportunity for you to get out and uh, see some local college football. So all of that coming up on the program today. What's the weather forecast for the Ravens game, Sunday? Not great. Not great. Is this going to be one of those cold deluges not like freezing cold right. but just enough to be uncomfortable like are you are you asking that question because you're debating whether or not you're going to go yes yeah, yeah i get that i think there's going to be a few people that are going to make the decision on uh, sunday morning that they are not going to attend this football game i think there's going to be some no shows i think you're going to start seeing what i really think you're going to start seeing is today the market's going to get flooded with tickets right I think all of a sudden, if you wanted to go to the Ravens game on Sunday and you've been looking for tickets, I would start checking today because I think there's going to be quite a few that are going to become available as people start looking at the weather and saying, "Nah." Yeah. If I not try to so much. if I try to dump these on Sunday morning, I'm just going to be giving away for free. Let me see if maybe somebody doesn't know what the weather forecast is <laughs> and is willing to take them from me right now. I think there's going to be some no shows and some, or maybe take them over to your closest Dunkin' Donut. Yeah, correct, place. and maybe try. You know, I what whatever the year was when the two games at the end of the season were miserably cold. This is one of the years, one of the late Flacco years when they missed the playoffs, like the last game of the season. And it, there's two games at the end of the year, I want to say, like the Colts and the Bengals were just like the coldest games we've ever seen in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. I remember I got pulled over the night before one of those games. And John Colson, our most worshipful grandmaster, had given me tickets to try to give away, and I couldn't give them away. So you bribed the police officer. I, this is not a, I, I get pulled over the night before the game. Uh, I was apparently... I didn't realize that it was an area where it dipped from 40 to 30. Right. And I was going 43. Okay. And the guy in said... A, in the 30. Yeah. The guy said, look, man, I, you know, I'm going to let you off on a warning. And I said, thank you. And then after he did that, I said, hey, I got a question for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're such a nice right, guy. Right. Because you kindly let me off on this speeding ticket. So you made clear that he had already let you off. No, so I did not bribe him. Right, no, I did not bribe him. It was after he let me right. off. That I offered him the tickets, and he was like, I don't know if I'm going to go, but maybe somebody at the station would. I said, my friend, by all means, enjoy the, the, one of the boys or the ladies down there. Please uh, enjoy them, because I could not give away those tickets at that point. It was hellish cold outside that time of the year. Um, but, yeah, I don't think Sunday will be quite that. I think it's just going to be unpleasant. What I was the game? I, I know I was in Florida. And I'm wondering, it probably was for the baseball winter meetings that in Orlando. 
like about eight or nine years ago, and there was a snowstorm at uh, Baltimore. The Minnesota game? Yeah, the Minnesota game. Yeah, the Minnesota game. game. The famous Marlon Brown lose, game. Did we lose that game? No, ended the, up ended up winning it. Winning the game. But it was like th- there were four touchdowns in the last two minutes. It was insane. It was. I'm, I met a real good friend of mine, Barry Baumel, was living in Florida, and he was living down in Sarasota, and we met sort of halfway between Orlando. We found a sports bar mm-hmm. and spent the afternoon great day. together. Yeah. Great, great day of yeah. watching football, man. Yeah. Um, Stan, a couple things before Bo Smolka joins us. One, I don't really want to say anything else. It's sad that things unraveled the way they did for the Baltimore Orioles. It's a bummer. Um, I, I, I keep saying I'm not going to allow it to my, – my defined success was do you play a relevant baseball game on Labor Day? And mm-hmm. they did. They played a very relevant baseball game on yeah. Labor Day. Unfortunately, Labor Day was also when everything fell apart, right? Yeah. Like, unfortunately, yeah. they didn't play many relevant games after Labor Day. But – you know, it's it's a well, bummer. Uh, it's what it you is. You know, technically they are not out of it. As of last night, uh, the Seattle Mariners moved to within, and I was watching that game. They moved to within one. Uh, their magic number is one to make the playoffs, and it's unlikely they're going to lose all seven of their games, and we're going to win all seven of our games left to play. Yes. So, but they they gave us a good season. Yep. It was it was disappointing. You did get caught up in it. And, uh, you know, I mean, look, I never in a million years thought that they were relevant enough, even though I was enjoying the season, that they were somehow going to play meaningful games in October mm-hmm. for any great length of time. Mm-hmm. But they've, they've put everybody on notice. What they need to do is do enough that they don't have – what happened to the Tigers last year? Right, where there's just this giant fallback. Now there's a lot that happened there that is out of their control. Eduardo Rodriguez, mm-hmm. they signed him. Uh, uh, what was Casey Mize went down? They had several pitching injuries uh, that 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 hurt the Tigers this year. But the Orioles clearly are on their way to being really a relevant team again. It's an important offseason for Michael Elias, though, because there are some areas that well, they, they need to shore up. They need to have a lineup. I mean, like this is the, the part that I struggle with, Stan, is I, I'm not trying to, to rain on the parade or anything like that. I absolutely think there is reason for optimism, and this was a fun, exciting year and all of those things, but the, the assumption that, well, it's really about next year, and they were always one year right. away. Like, okay, I yeah. hear you, but you've got to tell me what the, the lineup is that you're putting out there that is going to get the job done offensively and not be more like the lineup that we saw for the last month and a half where they could barely score for stretches. Yeah. I mean, like and that's, then they'd spike it with a game like they did Monday in Boston. Correct. Well, yes, every now and then, runs. right. Yeah, yeah correct. Yeah. That, that thing would happen. Well, but, they also need... Let, let's be honest. The, the one thing that this team did well all season long from start to finish, especially since Rutschman came up, is they defended extremely well. They're a tremendous defensive team. The bullpen was exceptional for large portions of the season, but I don't know that Joey Crable is going to be on my. Oh, I don't think there's. I I don't think I would like to. I I would be just as well. And I'll go even further. I don't know that I'm trusting that Dylan Tate 
is the guy that I want in real. He's been very good for much of the season, uh-huh. but I've seen a few too many of the home runs yeah. given up by Dylan Tate. You I, need to be. You can't get warm and fuzzy about nice guys. I, I get it. Yeah. I, if what you're saying is, um, I'm not penciling in Dylan Tate as everything as an got automatic. Everything has got a hinge got, upon it. I think right. he's got value. Right. You know. Oh, I, he's back. He's in the mix yeah. again next season. He's no part of this next it. season. Joey Crable's not. No, correct. Yeah. And Brian Baker should not be. And he's you know. he's he's marginal to me. Marginal. I, I you mean, know, you want to do better than Brian yes. Baker. There's no question about it. And you want to do better. Then, frankly, Spencer Watkins, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, he gave you some good moments. I want to do better than Keegan Aiken. I agree with that. You know? Certainly the Keegan Aiken we saw in the second half of the yeah. season. That's not going to yeah. be good enough. And but- I, and I want to do better as the head of my pitching staff than Jordan Lyles. Right. I, yes, yeah. correct. And yeah. obviously, by the way, it's weird that we're – just going to get through this like the the Grayson Rodriguez bit is such a weird bit that we've just kind of all agreed to not talk about for whatever reason yeah, it's I, very I, strange very strange but um we all assume that Grayson Rodriguez is going to be a big part of the story but to work under the assumption that immediately Grayson Rodriguez is your number one pitcher when he's right. never pitched in the major leagues right. before that doesn't work for me. I get it. At some point, you want to have John Means back next season, but it's not likely to be on opening day. We've talked about the rotation. I, I think there's enough there that if you add one more legitimate arm, I feel pretty good about your rotation going into next year. I am really – what I concern myself with is I think it's more difficult to move on from a lot of the players that have been regular everyday players mm-hmm. for you this season. Oh, yeah. And I mean, making a decision on whether you want Austin Hayes to be a part of your team is is vitally important. Right. You know, Uh the one part of their defense, look, Cedric Mellons is a terrific no catching the ball center fielder. I don't know long term I want Cedric Mullins throwing the ball. I hear you. You know. His arm uh, is Ryan is. Mountcastle, an amazing athlete and by all intents and purposes a great kid. But you know, you can't have a guy that's your number one power hitter flame out for four or five weeks at a time well you, you, know. you can't promise first even though he plays a good first base yes, you can't promise first base to someone who's going to be a 22 25 home that that guy if you're promising first base to a player has to be a 30 plus home run hitter and we know that ryan mountcastle showed he could do that a year ago but do we believe that's what ryan mountcastle which is the anomaly is it what he did this year or was is it what he did last year these are the difficult things to me. This is what concerns me about where the Orioles are and you, saying you can get by with him at first base hitting 22 25 home runs if his own base percentage is sure. 35 340. Sure. You can't have him uh, bordering on 300 right. and going through fits like that because I'll tell you where the the difference is. Now you can get home runs at second base if Urias and maybe you bring Odor back to play Part time, and suddenly you get thirty home runs out of second base. <sighs> that makes twenty two to twenty five more palatable at first base. If you're making up for it elsewhere, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. It, the question is, are you making it up for it yeah. elsewhere? And yeah. and and I don't know. That's that's the issue that I have when I look at this team right now. Is I don't know where the offense. It's for a lot of people. It's well, the offense upgrade is going to come because you're going to have a full season of Gunnar Henderson and a, a full season of Adley Rutschman. Okay, that's fine. Adley Rutschman was here for most of the season. 
Gunnar Henderson was here, and they still weren't scoring enough runs. Right. And it wasn't because Gunnar Henderson was adjusting. He came out like a he ball of freaking yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you can expect that much more from Gunnar Henderson. I, I get it. It's you, The scary you, thought is he could get better. You but. know what was a, tr- was a tricky thing to watch this season is the best baseball they played was that 35-38 game stretch where Mateo mm-hmm. was like a monster. Legitimate. And then I turn around the other night and I see his numbers and it didn't bother me so much that it was 220 batting average. But the on base percentage was two ninety six. It's a killer. Yeah, that's it's that, a it's that's a not, killer. And and it's the type of thing where you want you want Jorge Mateo's speed, you want his defense, but you have to have enough offense otherwise yeah. in order to have him in your everyday lineup. Yeah. And that's the tricky part. Yeah. I'm not opposed to Jorge Mateo. I like so much of what Jorge Mateo brings to the table. But, but the dude, last thirty games, he he. Dis- virtually 100%. disappeared. And, and again, I can even live with that. Yeah. I can live with the idea of there's somebody in your lineup that is not a very right. productive... Orioles won World Series with Mark Belanger 100%. Yeah. But you have to be making up for it, and they didn't have enough offense otherwise this year in order to make up for it, and that's what concerns me moving into next year. Moving into next year, it's do they have enough offense if they want to go back to Jorge Mateo to make up for yeah. what what you're not getting there. Do they have enough offense that on days where Adley Rutschman DHs and Robinson Torinos or whoever it's going to be a year from now is right. behind the plate, they can make up for multiple rough spots in the lineup. I am concerned that we can criticize Brandon Hyde for how he builds a lineup. He's only got a couple of guys that we actually trust. The part, what we're really criticizing is they don't have enough hitters. They, they've got to be able to have more hitters in this lineup next year somehow or some way. I assume that at some point Colton Kowser is going to be a part of that next season, but when and where, I don't have the answer. It's certainly not going to be on opening day. I don't think that we're going to see Colton Kowser with the Orioles, so it's got to come from somewhere. Before we get to Bo Smolka, Stan, um, the big story throughout the sports world today is, of course, what happened last night with Tua Tunga-Vailoa. Um, the Bengals win the game, but that was quite secondary to this just unbelievable scene yeah. that we saw play out uh, in the first half. I, I, I don't. This is the difficult part for me. I try to not be the guy that thinks that he knows more than somebody else knows. It is extraordinarily difficult to listen to them say he did not have a concussion last week, and we had an independent um, clearance and you know, all of those things and not think about what we saw with our eyes and that anyone, I would like to hope any of us that are parents, if we saw our kids look like that, and I get it, he's not a kid, I understand, he gets to make his own decisions, but if we saw our kids look like that, we would say, no freaking way. Come hell or high water, are you going back into a football game when we see you wobbling around like that? And to look at him laying out on that field looking like he was having a seizure last night after he hit the ground with a concussion, a yeah, it terrifying. Yeah, it's quite distressing. We've all seen enough of uh, head injuries that we kind of, you know, if it quacks like a duck, it is a duck. Um, but I've never seen anything remotely like what I saw in that replay where he was doing what's you, you explained to me. It's me- called fencing mechanism, yeah. like some protection where your fingers... A- apparently, if you suffer a traumatic brain injury, your body will put your hands up like that, it, like like you're protecting yourself, like you're in right, a fight, like right. you're protecting yourself in a fight. It's like an involuntary, you know, something... Uh, 
and and then you go back to last week Mm -hmm. where his head snapped back and hit the ground or actually he was it it went it went straight back um it's distressing you know and to think that last week somehow they came up look i tend to think i i like that new coach in miami mike mcdaniel mike mcdaniel i think he's pretty progressive but that really looked like a one bs cluster f you know last week it's very where they come where they come across explaining no 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 he didn't have a concussion right, it was his back it, it was, was his, his back yeah, he right? was he was all yeah. you know jammed up in his back uh and then watch what we watched last night um, you know, they're literally asking you to not believe your own eyes. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what they're asking. They're asking you I, to deny your own eyes. I mean, I don't. I'm not a uh, specialist, you know, on traumatic brain injuries, and I didn't sleep at a Holiday Inn Express last night either. But I can't imagine him playing for weeks now. You know, I, you know it, they let it, him fly back with the team last yeah, night. They I, let him, you know, and, and I don't know enough about and Mike, head and Mike McD- and this is the part that's disturbing is yeah. and, uh Nowinski, who is a former professional wrestler and played football at Harvard, has become sort of the expert. Uh-huh. Um he's the guy that goes around and asks football players to donate their brains to him. Yep. Um, Chris Nowinski pointed out that in the postgame press conference, Mike McDaniel said, Well, we're lucky it was only a concussion. And he's like, dude, what? How back asswards are we that we're yeah. talking about traumatic brain injuries this way? Uh, yeah. well, luckily, it was only a concussion. It wasn't as if it had been his knee, we might be without him for eight right, weeks, right? right? right like, right. how yeah. screwed up are we as a society? That is that is pretty messed up. Hey, come see Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Joining us now, as he does every Friday here on GCR, he is Press Box's Ravens beat writer. He's our buddy Bo Smolkin. He's with us now. Bo, what's going on, sir? How are you? Hi, good morning. I'm fine, thank you. Um, Bo, obviously it doesn't affect the Ravens at all, what happened with Tua, but I, you know, you're someone who's around football all the time. I think that's the, that's the subtext of what we saw last night, is that for all of us that like watching football, all of us that kind of know that what we're it just there's this hinky feeling of a reminder of exactly what it is that you're watching that makes you very uncomfortable you know it's got it certainly has this gladiator mentality that everybody loves that's just that's just true it's part of the attraction but i i I think i mean i think so many people were skeptical on sunday when he got hurt and they described it as a back injury and it just felt like it just felt wrong to hear that, and 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 I'm not a medical professional. I can't say you know, but but the NFL has has allegedly they have claimed that they are much more attuned to having independent neurological observers handle these things, so the teams and the players can't kind of be on the field when they shouldn't be. But having that diagnosis of back injury and seeing him work as he did that day, and then be back on the field and get hit again. It calls into question really the entire process. Everybody that reviewed him, everyone that um, examined him, and the whole league in general about what they're willing to tolerate. And I, you know, it's 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 awful. And I think there's a lot of people need to be kind of questioned about about what, how they got to that point in that situation. I think it's all fair to say. I think there's no doubt. Uh, let's bring it back locally. Obviously, Ravens Bills coming up on Sunday. Um, and Bo will start uh, Ronnie Stanley, where I, clearly, as much as we've been kind of laughing about talking about Ronnie Stanley in the last couple weeks, it's clear there's something different about this week. Whether that means we see him on Sunday remains to be seen. But 
Do we, do we officially say at this point that we can stop saying if and now we can start saying when when it comes to Ronnie Stanley getting back on the field? I think so. And I will say I was not there yesterday when he spoke in the locker room, but I do know that you know he's practiced this week for the first time all year. He's practiced fully. And so that's a good start. I will say the first, the first week that J.K. Dobbins practiced fully, he did not end up playing that first game. But, you know, Ronnie Stanley's situation – He's, he makes it sound like he says he's close. I mean, I don't know what it will take to get from close to ready, but this team needs him to be there because they've got a really good team coming in and they've got a rookie fourth-round pick who's never played last tackle who would probably be in there in place of him. But it's encouraging. Certainly, I think we get, we are to the point where it's, it's, a, it's a when now, not an if. And, and uh, given that he's practiced fully this week, it seems like there's a decent chance it will be this weekend. Bo, uh, I know that, of course, a 17-week football season and Ronnie Stanley's when he does come back will be more like a 12- or 13-game season, and the weather, the vagaries of the weather change week to week, but what about the forecast this week? Is it optimum to put him out there for the first time in in a torrential downpour where footing could be a little tricky? Could be. I mean, that's a fair point. Last I saw, I don't think we're looking at torrential downforce for the game. I mean, last I last I saw, and I have no weatherman either. But last I saw, the majority wait, of the rain. Wait was a minute, Bo. You're not a doctor. Saturday, you're not a health right? professional. Yeah, what, 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 what do we have you? I know. Imagine that. Uh, but I, you know, it's funny because when my son was little, he loved, loved, loved weather. He used to track hurricanes. He was totally into it. But. It's not supposed to rain heavily Sunday, but, it, you know, the footing's going to be slippery, sure, okay. even if it rains some. But um, whether you – you know, that, that's a fair question whether to put him out in that situation. But, I mean, that could be the – I don't think they're going to hold him out. Of, what if it rains next Sunday? What if it rains right. the following right. Sunday? Right. And at some point, you've got to get out there and play. Um, and and it sound, I, know, I know some people in the building are ready to see him out there, and everyone's cautious and worried because they did it last year and it turned out to be a disaster and it's right back into surgery. And, and Stanley, as much as anyone, doesn't want that to happen again. Um, but I don't know that the weather would affect their thought processes with his availability. But what kind of report card would you put on J.K. Dobbins' first game last week? I don't know, maybe a C plus. I mm-hmm. mean, I thought he was, I, I thought they wouldn't, I, I thought he did about what I expected him to do. I didn't think they would give him 10 or 15 carries. Yep. I thought he looked a little bit timid, but um, he did make the one spin move that got a broke a tackle. And frankly, that's probably one more tackle than some of the other running backs have broken all Fair. year. Uh, and so I think that there was progress there. And I think, you know, he took a couple hits, which gets him involved. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll see more of him going forward. But for, for what you wanted out of the first game in a year, that's about what I expect. And it was good to see him catch a couple passes out of the backfield too, because I think he can be dangerous out there in space. But I, that was about what I expected from him. Pressbox Ravens beat writer Bo Smolka with us here on GCR. Bo, with uh, Justin Houston having not participated in practice the last couple of days, um, I, I, I'm guessing that we probably end up seeing Jason Pierre-Paul on the football field on Sunday. I don't know, you know how much he can offer this quickly, but and they threw Brandon Copeland out there pretty quickly, and, and you know even playing in a, an unnatural position, he looked fairly good. I, I, I just don't know that they have much of a choice other than to say, hey, we need whatever we can get out of you at this point. It's, I don't think they have any choice. I think he'll have to play uh, to some to some degree. 
And it looks like Justin Houston, given that he's dealing with his groin injury, probably and hasn't practiced all week, it seems he's unlikely to play. Um, and then what are you left with, right? You have Adafi Owe, and you said Brandon Copeland, who was also basically signed a week ago and then was on the field that next Saturday, that next Sunday. He played quite a bit because they didn't make choices. And now with Jason Pierre-Paul, he's been on the field practicing for a week. And at the time they talked about signing Jason Pierre-Paul, John Harbaugh said, look, we, we need guys that are ready to come play now. Yeah. And so are you in shape? Are you ready to play now? That's what they said. They keep asking these guys. Are you in shape and are you ready to play now? They're not looking to, to, to look for a guy that they can ramp up for three weeks to five weeks. They don't have the luxury of that. So I think we will see Jason Pierre-Paul, even if it's for 10 to 12, obviously, obvious pass snaps, see quarterback, get quarterback kind of thing. But the other thing is with – with uh, Houston out last week, Calais Campbell ended up playing almost every defensive snap. I mean, he missed, I think, six snaps. He played some on the edge. I mean, that's just not a sustainable amount of time for him, or they're going to lose him too if, they, if they're not careful. That's a great point. So they've got to ration his snaps a little bit. So I think you've got to get Pierre Paul out there. You know, and, and he's, he's had now the week to practice. He is who he is at this age of his career. He, know, he, knows, he knows what he's doing. He knows the game. And depending on how much he knows the Ravens scheme, I don't even know if it matters in certain situations. There's a quarterback, it's third down, beat that tackle and go get that guy. Um, and I think they'll try to do that with him to some limited extent this week because I don't think they have much of a choice. Hey, but one more uh, injury question. We got the touchdown from Oliver and likely is playing a little bit better. Uh, but what, what, what's the status of Nick Boyle? That's a good question. I don't think it's injury-related. I just don't think they think he's he's up the to, best option at tight end okay. right now. So I mean, it's not a health – it's not an he, injury issue. He has not been on the injury report for three weeks. Okay. He's just – he's just they just choose Oliver over Boyle. Okay. I mean, we've watched him, and I know all training camp he'd be in and out. He'd practice the day, not practice the day, practice the day, not practice the day. But in the last two weeks, and if I'm not mistaken, all three games, he has not been on the injury report all week. And then come game time, he's just inactive. And it seems they prefer Oliver for Boyle. Now, whether that's because Oliver is more mobile at this point mm-hmm. and Boyle not hurt but not as mobile or whatever, that's an interesting question. And the other thing is it was very telling in the game the other day. Boyle only played four snaps, and I believe three of them were kneel downs at the end of the game. So his future with the team seems to be in quite jab- uncertain. But yeah. his, his absence so far – is not injury related unless it's a you know long term like effects of his injury have made him less effective. I think that's more what's going on there. Okay, he is Bo Smolka, press box Ravens beat writer. Uh, Bo, the way that the corners were used last week, did you get a sense that there was something about that specific? You know, having Marlon Humphrey back inside a little bit. Did you think that maybe that was related? to him coming off the injury and and what do you think that looks like now moving forward is the Ravens still for everything they've done well you know they're struggling a bit defensively they're struggling a lot defensively uh they're not getting the quarterback in timing they're not getting the quarterback they're not pressuring and they're not covering and so those are two big problems this is why you end up with a 32nd ranked pass defense so yeah, last week they decided to start Jalen Armour Davis on, at one of the outside corners, and he got beat a couple times early, and he was out of there. Um, and so, you know, Humphrey and Peters ended up playing almost every snap last week. So that tells me they're both pretty much back to full go in terms of health. Um, and so, and 
Then the question is, who is your third corner, and, and where are you putting Marlon Humphrey? Because he can play in the slot, and they could put Brandon Stevens outside. I will say when Brandon Stevens came in, the Patriots picked on him too. It seems pretty obvious. They found Peters, and they found Humphrey, and they were going to go to whoever was with on the other guy. Um, and that might be the case again, but I think it's going to be interesting to see this week, I think, whether the Ravens put Marlon Humphrey significantly on Stefan Diggs wherever he is because the Ravens in the past under Wink Martindale generally did not like to float the cornerback. So you had one side and the other guy had the other side and you took whoever came to your side of the field. Now, if they line up Diggs in the slot, will Humphrey go with him? If, they, if, if Diggs goes wide, will Humphrey go with him? If, 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 Humphrey, if Diggs goes the other side of the field, will Humphrey go with him? To be honest with you, I think they should do it that way because as I was talking to Daniel Wilcox for our podcast, so he said the thing you want to do is you want to rattle Diggs at the line of scrimmage. You want to make it uncomfortable coming off the line of scrimmage, disrupt the timing. And Humphrey's the biggest, most physical guy you can do that with. And quite frankly, that's why you're paying him the big money to, mm-hmm. for these kind of games yeah. against these kind of players. So I think this is the game, and I think Humphrey would love the challenge of that. And you're not to say Marcus Peters can't stay with him or battle him too, but you're giving Humphrey a whole lot of money, and it's for games like this. So I think that'll be fascinating to see how they treat Humphrey, but I would suspect he's going to see a lot of Stephon Diggs. Uh, Bo, we have been trying to define all week the fact that we all think that Lamar Jackson has somehow raised his game even more, but yet it's it's tough for me to define it because I've always thought Lamar Jackson was a quite capable thrower, and I've always thought that some of the criticisms of him were insane based on what we had actually seen and what he had actually done. Um, the one thing that we know for sure is he's been much better against the Blitz this year than he was a year ago. That's easily definable, but how do you define just what we're seeing right now from someone who is arguably playing as well as anyone in the league through the first three weeks of the season. I mean, I think he's, he's, he's in command. He's making good decisions. And so, and you know, I know so many people want to pick apart his mechanics and this looks good or this looks weird. And what does that throw from sidearm or whatever? But I think he's got good um, field vision I think he's confident. I think he trusts his receivers. Duvernay, he's getting more and more trustworthy of Duvernay, so he doesn't mind throwing into a tight window to Duvernay, thinking Duvernay's going to go get it. And he did on that touchdown last week. He did on the touchdown in the first week. Um, I think Bateman makes him better because I think Bateman can – I know they haven't thrown much to Bateman, but Bateman can – catch a short pass and turn into a big game much more than Marquise Brown could. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think, I think Jackson is just, um, I think he's got good vision and I think he's got increasingly good touch on the ball. I mean, he's made one throw early and I think it was the first game that just, I can't remember now which throw it was, but just over the defender and right into the hands of five, probably Andrews. But I think he's just playing. He's a confident guy, and and you know, and it doesn't always look pretty. It doesn't always look standard. And like the back foot throw to Andrews for a touchdown, people were ripping on that one, saying that should have been intercepted. And yet, that it wasn't a pretty throw. But there's Andrews to go up and get it. And um, so it, he's just he's operating efficiently. And I I think more than anything so far, he's making good decisions. And he's and he's um. It's funny because during training camp, there were times we thought he was holding the ball too long, and I expected he was going to take a lot of sacks. If he, he seemed a little more indecisive, 
and he just seems more decisive and more committed this so far this season. It's hard to quantify that really, but he just looks like a guy that's in command. That's the phrase I keep going back to. Well, I was going to use that same word, quantify. Can you quantify, you know, when I think of Joe Flacco, I thought he was a perfectly good good quarterback, not great. But can you quantify the leadership that Lamar Jackson has? In other words, he commands his teammates really rally around him. Can, is there a way to quantify that, how much they, they love this guy? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know if you can quantify it or put a needle on it. I'll say the thing that always strikes me about him and like the way he supports his teammates, and I'm not saying that you know, Flacco didn't do this or, and yeah. so that made him worse or whatever, but you just see him play. There's like a 16-yard run by Justice Hill, not, not the long run, but just a typical 14-yard play or whatever play it is. And often, often, one of the first guys, or even a three-yard run into the pile by the goal line, often the first guy in there helping, helping Ravens guys out of the pile is Jackson. Yeah. He's pulling up Kevin Zeitler. He's pulling up uh, Linderbaum. He's just he's pulling guys out. He runs down the sideline to help a guy when he gets knocked out of bounds. I mean, I think that's just a little thing that people yeah. notice. And I just think I do. I think I think the guys love being around him. I think I think they just gravitate to his kind of energy. Last couple of weeks for you to pick up this print issue of Press Box with uh, Mark Andrews on the cover. Bo Smolka wrote our cover story, Larger Than Life. Get to your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. Pick it up, or you can go to PressBoxOnline.com and read it there. But just a couple of weeks left before that one is gone. At B. Smolka on Twitter. PressBoxOnline.com is where you see all of his stuff. And as he mentioned, the Believe in Ravens podcast with he and Former Ravens tight end Dan Wilcox, wherever you get your podcast. Bo Smolka, appreciate you, pal. We'll talk to you again next Friday. All right. Have a good day. Thank you. Thanks, Bo. Pressbox Ravens beat writer Bo Smolka with us here on GCR. We'll preview the other side of Ravens' bills when we come back in. Bills color analyst Eric Wood will join us next. Stan the Fan Charles is here. It is a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5544. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, 
Royal Farms. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. The Maryland Lottery presents Raven's Greatest Plays. It was called the Mile High Miracle, a 70-yard touchdown pass against Denver with 30 seconds left to send the game into overtime. The Ravens eventually won, propelling them to the championship. Another great Ravens play belongs to Diane from Annapolis. Diane played Raven scratch-offs and won season tickets for 20 years. You could be next. Play Raven scratch-offs with instant prizes up to $100,000. And please play responsibly. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show too. Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Stan the Fan Charles is in studio with us. Today's show also brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. You can reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill right now at GinsuGrills.com. If you use the code TAILGATE, you save $100. Ginsu Kamado Grill coming soon. It's the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill for searing, grilling, baking, and smoking all kinds of food. Again, use the code TAILGATE, GinsuGrills.com. We had to do this a little bit earlier on because of his schedule getting ready for Sunday's game, but we had the opportunity to catch up with Buffalo Bills color analyst Eric Wood right here on GCR. Well, and as we continue to get ready for Sunday, Ravens-Bills here in Baltimore, let's chat with a former Bill, a former offensive lineman, and now the radio color analyst up in Buffalo. He is Eric Wood, and he joins us now here on GCR. Eric, it's Glenn and Stan in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, obviously, this one doesn't really need a lot of hype on Sunday. It's Ravens-Bills. It could be an AFC Championship game preview. Let me start with the Bills and 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 where they are as far as health is concerned. Specifically, how significant is it what they've been dealing with in the secondary? I know Baltimore native Christian Benford added the list of what's going on there. Um, how much of a storyline is that for them going into Sunday? I mean, it's a big storyline. And coming into the season, they were out Tredavious White, their all-pro corner. He started the year on IR, and that was even a big deal because you had Dane Jackson, a third-year cornerback, and then two rookies rotating at the other cornerback. Well, Dane Jackson got hurt. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier, their two all-pro safeties, they both got hurt. Uh, Micah Hyde's out for the season. So it's a big deal. Now, last week in Miami, they played a one of the best offensive league coming into the game and held them just 21 points, and that's with the turnover inside their 10-yard line. So they played well last week. Just over time, 
you would have to think that all these injuries uh, will catch up to the Bills on defense. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly get the sense. Of, the good news is that they're not they're not that bad at scoring points uh, on the other side sure. of the ball, Eric. They're pretty decent at that. Um, is, is that what it's going to have to be for Buffalo as the season goes on? Is it going to have to be a you know, you might have to score 35 points every time out. The good news is they're they're plenty capable of doing that. They're definitely capable of doing it, and, and Josh Allen is playing great football. Even in the loss last week, um, he throws for 400 yards, um, has 67 on the ground, I believe. And so they're, they're, they're capable of scoring at will. They just came into the season thinking they have one of the top defensive league last year. They were number one in the NFL statistically on defense, and then you return so many pieces on offense. Uh, but that's the way the NFL works, and, and you're going to get banged up, and you guys know that from following ball. And so now it's, it's, it's on the offense. But even, even with all the pieces out, the way the linebackers, the defensive line played, and even the young secondary played last week was encouraging. Eric, uh, last week watching the post-game interview with Josh Allen, he seemed positively almost like gobsmacked that they had lost that football game. Is that a good mentality for him to have? Yeah, I mean, the way they played, I mean, when you control the ball for over 40 minutes of a football game, when you have double the amount of yards in your opponent, and really there was only one turnover in the entire game, you should come out victorious in that game. They miss, they lo- they lose by two points. They missed the field goal. They got stopped uh, inside the five-yard line uh, going into the Dolphins' territory when they had the ball second and one from the one and even got the ball back at the end of the game, and then the clock just ran out before a field goal attempt. So, you know, uh, Josh has got a mentality that they're going to win every time out, and and you, you want your quarterback to have that mentality. And that – that's what I was alluding to. In other words, did did they believe really that they could go seventeen and zero this year coming into the season? I don't know if they believed it or not. I I didn't have that discussion with them. I'll, I'll say this: I I know that they have Super Bowl aspirations, but I don't think their goal was to be seventeen and zero. Just there's so much that happens throughout an, uh, yep. an NFL season that it, it's so hard to go seventeen and zero. But just like just like the Ravens with Lamar, when you have a quarterback of that caliber and you have talent around him, you have a shot at winning the Super Bowl. And this is a Bills team that went to the AFC Championship two years ago, um, was 13 seconds away from going to the AFC Championship last year and likely being the Super Bowl favorite um, coming out of Vegas after that game. And so this is a team that knows uh, – they have a special opportunity here. He is Bills color analyst Eric Wood. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Eric, obviously everybody in the country uh, was reintroduced to Ken Dorsey uh, this week because of uh, his kind of freak out there in the booth. How does that resonate with players? Like, do players love that? Do they love the passion? Or is it more like, oh, good, a coach losing his mind. Yeah, cool, that's what I want to see. Like, what what does that mean in a locker room? I'll say this. From a player's perspective, we love it. We love to see a coach with some passion. We love to see a coach care as much as us if you put a camera on me throughout my career and saw how many times i threw my helmet and everything else and in an emotional fit it it would it would be a lot bigger than that video (laughs) but when and this is the day and age of uh, football that we live in that there's a camera on everything you do even if you're a a coach in the booth in the old days you'd have never seen something like that and so he'll learn from it and 
that's not the image that he wants. That's not what you want to portray to a younger generation. And I understand all those things, but from a player's perspective, and and even me as just the radio analyst now, I, I know who Ken is as a person. He's an ultra competitor. And, yeah, he lost his cool a little bit. But I'll, I'll take an ultra competitor as my OC all day. If if there had been a camera on you in the booth when that was unfolding, <laughs> Eric, would, would you have maybe looked almost the same way? <laughs> no, but I'm okay. also not as committed as those guys. <laughs> all right, fair enough. I, 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 don't, I, I don't put the 100 hours in a week like those guys do. And so – um, little oh, different so you don't level. so you don't prepare for your broadcast, Eric. <laughs> I do not put in a not to that level. Not to that level. Let let me let me run this by you on uh, Sunday. We're going to see Von Miller either go up against um, a a a left tackle who's really a right tackle who will be making his first ever start at left tackle, a rookie in Daniel Faalele, or we're going to see him go up against. Uh, Ronnie Stanley, who's played like one game in the last two years, uh, when you when you think about that, does it make you maybe salivate a little bit about what a what a benefit that matchup should probably be for Von Miller? Yeah, it should be a good matchup, and and when you bring in Von Miller, you are are thinking he can help out a secondary. Now you think you have one of the best secondaries in the league coming into the year, and now you have a a much younger, inexperienced secondary, but that should be his best friend. Now, Lamar has played well through the air, but this is a game, especially with possibly high winds and rain projected, that they can keep the ball on the ground. And Von Miller, statistically, I I saw this yesterday, has been double-teamed more than anybody else in the NFL this season, and I expect that to continue this week. I played for Joe Dallas-Andrews, the offensive line coach in Baltimore. I played for Greg Roman. They're going to put a lot of attention on Von Miller, and and they'll put enough chips with running backs, tight ends, presence over there from other bodies. Slide the offensive line that way. That that they're going. To, I would assume they're not going to let Von Miller wreck the game plan. Eric, I'm just curious. Uh, were you in the broadcast booth in that playoff game a couple of years back? Actually, because of COVID, I was at home in Louisville, Kentucky, and Steve Tasker, the uh, Maybe one day Hall of Fame special teamer for the Bills was it was in the booth for that one. But I but I bet you were watching it, weren't you? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Uh, I was doing uh, pre pre halftime and post game coverage. Do do they think that they can befuddle Lamar the same way, or do they do they sense there'll be a different Lamar Jackson this week? You know, I I, I believe he's developed as a passer since then. Yeah. Um, in a pretty remarkable way. I'm a University of Louisville grad, so I'm a huge Lamar Jackson fan. And I'll say this. I, I, I believe he's developed as a passer. And the Bills understand what Greg Roman can do from a game plan perspective. And one of my favorite things about playing for Greg is you never let something beat you twice. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always adjusting their game plan. If one play you crash the defensive end and it makes Lamar read it, the next play, the next time you better go up the field because Greg didn't have an answer for that. And so – um, I believe the Bills think they can stop Lamar again, but I don't think it'll be the exact same game plan. Do you wear your Lamar Jackson jersey in the broadcast booth? <laughs> I have to be careful to do that. No. <laughs> not definitely but not I, on Sunday. I, yeah, I, I always say the the Bills pay the bills. Yeah, I can be a really, I can be a really big Lamar Jackson fan though. And what a special, uh, I oh. say, kid because I've known him since he was 
17 or 18 years old, but what a special young man he is. We are certainly fortunate to have him. Just another couple of minutes here with Eric Wood, Bill's color analyst on GCR. Eric, when, when you watch Stefan Diggs, who obviously we still have great affinity for, not, not on Sunday, but the rest of the time down here because of his time at Maryland, when you watch him, do you ever just sort of shake your head like, this dude was really available in the fifth round and then available again and all he cost was a first-round pick and everybody had the shot and everybody was just like, nah, we, we don't really need that. Like, does it just – do you marvel – at the fact that everybody screwed up multiple times when it comes to one of the best receivers we've seen in the last 20 years. Right. Um, I don't know that I marvel at it. I I do think it was the Bills' missing piece offensively. For Josh Allen, he comes in the league, and he had no true number one receiver until Stephon Diggs showed up, and now you see what a number one receiver can do for an offense. That They're constantly having to roll coverage to him, which opens up opportunities for other guys. Um, and every time there's a blitz, Josh looks right at Stephon Diggs because he, he trusts Diggs. He knows Diggs going to get open. So I believe offensively he was the missing piece. Since Diggs got to Buffalo, I believe they've been top five in the NFL in scoring and yards the last two years. Uh, yeah, he changed everything. It's, it's remarkable, and he might be the best route runner in football. Um, I, you mentioned the weather a minute ago. What, the impact that you think that could have at all on this football game? Uh, coming into it, statistically, the Ravens have a much better run game than the Buffalo Bills. And, and the Bills' leading rusher for a majority of the last couple of years has been Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. And they, do not, they don't want that to continue. I'll say this. Lamar is very good avoiding contact at the end of runs. Josh is looking for contact at the end of runs, which is not what you want your quarterback uh, to have. And so if it is super windy and rainy, I would say that gives a little bit of an advantage to Baltimore who um, statistically is a much better running team. Eric, uh, you mentioned before the the word spread, you know, or that uh, Buffalo would have been favored to win the Super Bowl a couple years ago. So I'm guessing you're not too shy about point spreads, especially in this day and age. Are you expect? Do you think the Bills are expecting a close game? They're favored by three points in this game, or do they think meant? mentally that it, it's thinking. relevant considering they don't win one score games which yeah. is a really yeah. weird right. bit yeah right yeah the bills are zero and seven in their last seven one score games and their last 20 wins have been by double digits which is an nfl record and wow. so um you know I, I i think the bills are coming into this game expecting it to be a close game and the reason for that is you have two really good football teams squaring off and both teams are dealing with injuries but when you have the quality of coaches that both teams have, and you have the quality of quarterbacks that both teams have, then you 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 expect a, a close ball game in those instances. Hey, last one for me is: Do you think for them to get where they're they want to go, it's necessary for them to win one or two of these close games? Yeah, and and I think it's a matter of circumstances that they haven't won the close games, yeah. and because in twenty. 20, the Bills were 5-0 and or 5-1 and in one-score games. And so this isn't, this isn't a track record of mm-hmm. John McDermott. It's not necessarily even a track record of Josh Allen. It just so happens that last week you don't run out of bounds in time. In the playoff game, you, you uh, mess up the 13 seconds to end the game. You have the Hail Murray last year where Kyler Murray throws a Hail Mary and beats you. It's just um, pretty unfortunate circumstances in each of the instances, but 
I played for Sean McDermott. He always says you either win or you learn. You never lose unless you don't learn from it. So I believe they've been learning from those instances, and, and they'll be ready to win some one-score games. All right, Eric, before we let you go, if we could, just because we were talking about it at the top of the show today, what you saw last night as a player with Tua, what, what runs through your mind when you watch something like that? Are you angry? Are you, hey, let's wait and find out more? Like, What goes through your head as someone who played this game when you see a, a scene like that? Well, I'll say this. I called the game last week in Miami, and I didn't think he should have been able to go back in the game. But that's not from a competitive standpoint. It's from a standpoint that we need people to protect ourselves from ourselves. If you, The times I got my bell rung in my career, I told every single doctor and trainer, I'm fine, I want to go back in the game. You never want to let your teammates down, your organization down. And I believe that's the standpoint that Tua was coming from in saying it was a back injury because – I don't know about you guys, but I've had yeah. some back issues in my life, and it never made me stumble uh, getting up off the ground quite like that did after hitting my head. And so that being the case, you know, I've heard in the past week people say, well, it should be up to Tua. Well, you know what? When your adrenaline's going, when you're competing like that, sometimes we need to be protected from ourselves. And I think in that instance, uh, they blew it. At Ewood70 is how you follow him on Twitter. And he's got a book available that we'll link up on Amazon. It's called Tackle What's Next, Own Your Story, Stack Wins, and Achieve Your Goals in Business and Life. He is former Bill and now Bill's radio color analyst, Eric Wood. Eric, really appreciate it, man. Enjoy Thank your you. trip down to Baltimore. Thank you for taking the time for us. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's Eric Wood, Bill's color analyst. Great stuff from him. I agree with him that I think it's an anomaly that they haven't won a one-score game. Like, I don't. I don't think it's a statement that they can't yeah. they can't do it. I think if it's a close game on Sunday, the Bills have just as good of a chance as winning it as the Ravens do. But you know, it is it is weird that they've lost their last seven one score games. Yeah, uh, they've allowed only thirty eight points all season. The Bills, is that right? I guess that's because they didn't. I mean, they played really well against the Rams. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. All right. I mean, but again, they've been doing it with a depleted secondary. That has been held up by like rookies. Christian Benford, the kid from uh, Baltimore, from Villanova, is now out on top of everything else they had already lost. That at, at some point you think that catches up to them. At some point you think there's only so much they can recover from with a completely depleted secondary, and that's going to be an issue. But as we point out, if they give a bunch of points, they are plenty capable of scoring them right back. They are very good at that. Stan, um. Something that's being passed around this morning as news that I'm I'm trying to be careful. I'm not saying it's not newsworthy, but it doesn't really tell us anything that we've not kind of known just yet. Um, the Baltimore Sun reports that there is a memo that they have obtained um, where John Angelos says that they're intending to sign a long-term lease. Um, just going to pull out a couple of quotes. Quote, as a lifelong Baltimorean, I very much look forward to signing on behalf of the club. Um, he said in the memo that the lease would be part of a broader, quote, memorandum of understanding, underscoring the team's, quote, special relationship with the state of Maryland and the greater Baltimore area, unquote, and highlighting, quote, our philosophy of what true private-public partnership should be about, unquote. Um, it's being passed around by Orioles fans as... This is great news. It's not really anything different than anything that we have heard before. Well, the, the one thing that's different is, uh, you know, you, you get kind of mixed messages. I'm not saying from John, but didn't the club just uh, or came out last week that they've 
they've uh, retained the services. Goldman, Goldman Sachs. Sachs. And apparently that was actually already out two months before that in right. another story that, that nobody... Right. Normally, if you're selling a commodity, you don't lock it in to a 15, 10 or 15-year lease arrangement uh, because it, it lessens the value uh, potentially what the, you're saying is you the want leverage. the next owner to be the one that's a, allowed to, uh, to negotiate one of the things, he or one of the things that was brought up about the Goldman Sachs thing is that like it, it the valuation might be just as valuable for the Angelos family in the transition period as it is for the idea of a sale well that uh, well I think it's just a sign that they're they're sort of blowing that that whole notion that they they'll let the uh, the eventual owners make the determination on the lease. to sign the lease. Right. They want to they want to make a statement that we believe in Baltimore as a baseball town. We're going to stick if, with and Baltimore. if we sell, we're not going to allow a new owner to have so, any opportunity to try to move yeah. the team. I think it's a I think it's a wonderful thing to be honest with you. But they've yeah. you know look the part that bothers me is that we keep trying to pretend like there's been ambiguity. John Angelos at every turn has made it abundantly clear. Like this, this thing where you still want, where my brother wants to try to scare you guys into believing that I'm trying to move the team at every turn. There has never been any actual evidence that suggests that this wasn't going to get done. They wanted to get the law passed. The bill was passed. Now it's just working out the details of that. And I get it. There will always be Orioles fans who, until the moment the lease is signed, yeah. they they will say, look, man, I live through the Colts. I'm- I, I still get a lot of uninformed people that say, well, tell, give me, what's the story with this thing? Right. He wants to move the team to Nashville. And I go, no, he does not no. want to. His wife's career is partially centered in Nashville because she's a country western singer songwriter. And there was a bombastic statement that was made in a lawsuit yep. that was not backed up with any suggestion of evidence right. or it fact me- or whatever. It was meant to cause it, some fear among correct. Story of fans. It was supposed to be shocking. Yeah. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. When we come back in, uh, Stevenson football has moved into the top 25 nationally. As they're off to a great start, they got a home game tomorrow. We're going to catch up, spend a couple of minutes with Ed Hoddle, the football coach at Stevenson next. In the top 25. Yes, correct. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Stay in the fan is here. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. 
What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back with season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, October 4th at 7 p.m. at Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing and the future is brighter than ever for your Baltimore Orioles. I'm Paul Valley and I'm Zach Goodman. And together we bring you the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon with everything you need to know about the Orioles and baseball as a whole. From veterans like Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, and Ryan Mountcastle to young stars like Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, and D.L. Hall. We've got you covered for every game, every pitch, and every debut. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports or you can listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio. So join us live on the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark's very disrespectful. Stan the Fan Charles is in studio with us on a Friday edition of the program. Stan, you've had a busy week. Uh, you, you, I know. You mean you're, aside from getting stiffed on a right on the uh, donut situation, donut today. Yeah. you're you're now the eventing expert here I, at Presbyterian. I am. Yeah, just talked to Joe Meyer, uh, a world-renowned eventing rider from New Zealand, but lives in Ocala, Florida, and we talked a little bit about how the storm is affecting mm. his mm. barn full of horses. Uh, he is uh, an Olympian, and yep. he will be part of the Maryland Five Star. Uh, it's a great event. You can find that show right now, facebook.com slash Sports or youtube.com slash online. And uh, also earlier in the week, Stan the Fan and Ross Grimsley caught up with former Oriole Bill Swaggerty. Find the, that show in the same location as well. Stan, uh, Stevenson football is off to a 4-0 and start to the season. That's my Mustangs. And just this week moved into the top 25. They've got a home game tomorrow against Delaware Valley. Joining us now, the head coach of the Mustangs, he's Coach Ed Hoddle. He's with us on GCR. Coach, it's Glenn. Stan the Fan Charles with me here. Appreciate you taking the time as always, sir. Mm. 
that we might might uh, have to adjust that. We, we have technology issues sometimes, and poor Micah is trying to uh, run the board today and isn't aware of what to do. He's never had to do, um, you know, be, be the engineer here before. So I'll we'll see if uh, Griffin can help out there. Coach, can you hear me? I can, yeah. Awesome, love that, Coach. Great to hear from you. Appreciate you taking the time. Hey, you and I have never talked about this before. Are you the type that like appreciates your team getting recognition? That you're like glad that you're in the top twenty-five, or do you kind of like uh, keeping the chip on the shoulder and the guys thinking that they're getting disrespected and using that as an edge going into football games? I, I, to be honest, I try to ignore it just about completely. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, it to me, it's look. There, there's two hundred and forty-eight divisions football teams in the country and no single body could ever watch all of them and evaluate every single game. And, you know, I, I, I those kinds of things. And in, 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 from my perspective, those are for the fans. Those are for the chat rooms. Those are, you know, they, they really don't have a ton of bearing on what we do on Saturdays. I, that's fair. That's completely fair, but you are off to a four and start. I'm going to guess though, that you're going to tell knowing you that you're going to tell me, yeah, but we could be playing better. That's just what I'm going to guess you're going to say when I lead that in. You, you would be guessing absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah. um, lots of room for us to continue to grow. And, and we talked about it during the preseason. And, you know, it's, it's a goal that we have is to, to go out each day and improve and go out each Saturday and, and get better. And I think that's, that, that's been a key for our success is, is just being focused on the now what I have to accomplish today, how I can be a better person, a better football player, and a better teammate every single day. and That's really been our focus, and, and, and I think that's led to some of our early season success. Coach, a uh, long time no talk to. Uh, we're, uh, we're talking with Ed Hoddle right now, the head coach of Stevenson Football. When you reflect back on when you took the job, when uh, uh, President uh, Kevin Manning and Brett Adams talked to you about coming over to Stevenson. Has this been everything you thought it would be? I think it's been a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, for me personally, the journey's been fantastic. Uh, I often get asked through the recruiting process, and I think it's a natural question, uh, you know, how long are you going to stay? I can't imagine not being there at this point. It, for me, it's, you know, it's been 12 years of, of, of hard work and um, some successes, some, some, some challenges, but um, I, I can't see myself being anywhere else. And, and, and I think to, to answer the question, it's, it's been much more than, than I ever would have imagined. Uh, I know we had you on to talk about tomorrow's game a little bit and plug the fact it starts at 12 noon. I was just driving over at Mustang Stadium. You're playing Delaware Valley. I was just driving by there uh, about two weeks ago for the first time in several months, and I see now that the new the new additions are starting to take place. Um, it's a pretty amazing vision that Stevenson has about their athletic department and and building up the whole entire athletics program there. Absolutely, we have. Uh currently have six new facilities fields coming online uh baseball softball uh for a world-class soccer facilities going in uh, been you know many 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 years in the works and and you know for obviously i've been there for 12 years but to have heard the vision and and now you know having a different president you know kind of carrying that same 
mantra and, and to watch it actually happening is, is, is nothing short of amazing. He is Ed Hoddle, Stevenson football coach. He's with us here on GCR. Coach, last year you guys got off to a tough start um, and had to dig yourselves out of a hole. Um, this year you get off to a, obviously a much better start. I, I wonder just like sheer results-wise that, that even if a team – and maybe you tell me, hey, look, I don't know that the teams are all that different, or that, but is there something about just winning some games that does something for a team that makes you believe – you know you're better, and that you have the right to win. Anything alongs like that. Does do the results alone maybe overcome where you might have deficiencies? Absolutely. I, I think the mental side of the game, and, and we hear it all the time in sports. If you can go and play with some confidence and some belief, I think that's key. Uh, again, you know, you referenced last year. You know, close loss after last possession loss to, you know, I think we lost three in the final possession of the game, and it certainly does affect your confidence level. And, and yes, I think you're right. Results do help you build, uh, build that confidence. And, but we started working on that confidence piece uh, back in February when the guys got back from break. And, you know, I, we took a hard look at ourselves as a staff. I took a hard look at myself as a head coach. And, you know, how we ended up in that position at the bye week last year, you know, 0-5. Um, even referencing back to the early days, you know, in 11 and 12, we were never 0-5. So it was really a reevaluation, and we started kind of rebuilding our culture um, differently than, than we had before. And I think it's you're seeing the fruits of that labor, but I think having the early success um, is key to – to, to kind of moving forward with some confidence. Doesn't hurt to have a veteran quarterback either. Uh, Ryan Sedgwick, young man from Crofton, went to a rundle and, you know, just having experience, being through battles. Now he's, set, he's setting all the records at Stevenson University. But I, I, how much of a difference? It, it seems like such a stupid thing to say, right? Like, hey, it helps to have a guy who's been through it before. But I can only imagine what that does for the entirety of a team. Oh, absolutely. He, he, his confidence is, is unwavering. You know, he's, I don't think I've ever seen him really, really upset. I don't even think I've seen him really, really super happy either. He's a very even keel guy. And I think the rest of the group feeds, it feeds off of that to some degree. And, um, you know, he's a, he's a grown up now. I mean, he's a 23 year old fifth year senior, 22, 23 year old fifth year senior. And, you know, again, the experience in that position, um, in my opinion, is invaluable. Coach, uh, looking at your at the team's record since its inception, I noticed that from 2014 to 2019, you had it going pretty darn good there in Stevenson. Do you feel that you're back to where you were pre-pandemic? Uh, because it looks like you, you had a program interrupt us there or something like that. Well, it's interesting that you asked that question. And I think that if you go back to last year and you look at the first five games, I don't think that any of those five opponents actually scheduled and attempted to play games in the spring okay. where we did that. Um, we were in game mode, albeit we only got one game in, we were in game mode for five or six weeks, just trying to be ready to go play a football game. And that was the direction that I felt would best benefit 
you know, the, the overall well-being of our student-athletes. Um, in hindsight, I think those that didn't make that push to play were ultimately more successful because they they focused on the weight room. They focused on player development things. They, you know, they, they practiced, but it wasn't game mode. Game mode's very different than a traditional spring practice where you're really, really teaching fundamentals, where you're really, you know, hammering down on, on your base offenses and defenses. And I think that affected us moving into uh, the 2021 season. Um, you know, I think we were a little bit behind from a, from a strength and conditioning perspective. Because again, we were in game mode for so long during the spring, it put us a little bit behind in that area. Um, you know, so I, I think that that yeah, I think we are we back. I don't know that we ever left. I yeah. think that you know, we may have miscalculated the the effects of you know being in game mode for so long in the spring, and um, you know various things. You know, we Division three football coaches don't typically deal with fifth year seniors. You know, pre pandemic. Um, you know, you may have one or two every other year or so. Well, now all of a sudden there's 20 of them mm-hmm. that have made, you know, great personal sacrifice to be there. And, you know, there are grown men who have in some cases graduated from college and, you know, have other expectations, but they still want to have the opportunity to finish their eligibility. And, you know, learning how to manage those from my perspective was, was very, very different for me. Uh, some unanticipated consequences. So a bit of a stumbling block and, and, and look, I get everybody, you know, every team had to deal with it. Um, you know, if we could go back and do it over again, I think I would have managed it very, very differently. We may not have seen the O and five start in, in 2021, but you know, we were able to rebound. The guys did a great job hanging in, getting better, getting bigger, faster, stronger. And we were able to finish the season, you know, pretty strong. So, you know, I don't know if it's a situation that we're back. I think we've just gotten better, if that makes sense. Yeah, Matt, interesting answer. Yep. Winding down with Coach Ed Hoddle, Stevenson, Delaware Valley tomorrow at noon. Coach, for people that aren't, you know, they don't they don't really follow Division Three football every day. They don't understand this one is this is massive. Obviously, tomorrow this is, you know, a huge game. Can you explain to everybody, you know, just what's at stake for you guys in this massive game against Delaware Valley tomorrow? Well, you know, we, we've approached it with the guys, um, you know, obviously on paper, it is a big game. I think they've won 30 and 35, 36, 37 straight conference games in a row. And um, they're, they're an outstanding football program, without a doubt. And it's an opportunity to measure ourselves and, you know, kind of figure out where we fit, um, you know, not only in the conference, but potentially within the region as we get into October and, you know, people start looking at playoff opportunities, et cetera. Um, you know, but in our league, it's such with the automatic qualifier for the league champion, you know, this Saturday is certainly huge. Next Saturday is just as big, if not bigger, because any loss in conference, you know, can cost you big time when we, when we start looking into November. So definitely, uh, definitely excited about tomorrow. The guys are, we had a great week of practice. The guys are fired up and, you know, twelve o'clock can't get here fast enough. No doubt, a hey, uh, a coach. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everybody about it more in a second. But uh, give my love to the Nelsons. It was unbelievable to see Maddie out there. I, I boy, I had to walk away for a second uh, seeing her out there with you guys for the uh, coin toss of the day of the Salisbury game. Uh, appreciate you as always, my friend. And uh, go get them tomorrow. All right. It's... I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much, Coach Take Ed Howell from Stevenson. So, um, 
their defensive coordinator, his name is Todd Nelson, has a young daughter, and when she was two, she was diagnosed with neuroblastoma, which is this very rare form of yeah. cancer, and she has been in for a hellacious battle um, since then. But How old is she now? Three. I mean, like she's yeah, still... She, I mean, okay. Yeah, like, and they just out of the hospital, had her out there for the Salisbury game, and she... Decided what they were going to flip for the coin fought toss. It was it was oh it That's was so pretty cool. Moving it stuff, was so yeah. cool, man. Um, but yeah, big game tomorrow at Stevenson, uh, Delaware Valley. The two teams that were picked to finish atop the league going into the year, uh, squaring off, and they're both undefeated right now. Um, Stan, this question comes in from Paul. Paul wants to know. Uh, oh, he says there's two questions, actually. Is it First Paul of all, Valley? No, it's not Paul Valley. Of course, host Paul Mittermeier. Not Paul Mittermeier, no. Paul from Ovilando, Paul yeah. Moss. Uh, one, do you think Elias will go after a number one starter like Rodon in the offseason? I don't think they'll spend in that, in I that neighborhood. I yeah. wish. Yeah. That's been my guy that I've just... I've been obsessed yeah. with Rodon, but I'm I'm look I I'd like them to you know I cursed his career well because you had him on your yeah, fantasy team I had him team. on my fantasy thanks team a lot, back jerk. when he was uh, thanks injured. a lot yeah. jerk um, but um, frankly uh, I I wouldn't probably go there either given his his injury history it's a nice story right now that he appears to be fully healthy but I don't know that I'm going to want to pay him thirty million dollars a year. I think there's a lot of starters, and I promised a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. I'm going to right put the, something out a, as soon as the regular season's okay. over. I'm going to put something out on maybe it's funny because I think, top five I think, starters. I think my column's going to be about the problems with the – I'm literally planning about to do the lineup. about the lineup. Yeah. About why – again, my – I'm all for saying, "Hey, next year was the year," and you know th- we are. You're talking in- about print column. Um, yeah, that's sort of where yeah, I was okay. intending yeah. to go with yeah. the print column. Yes, I was going to probably write about how great the Glenn Clark radio show is well, I, it's on a, Fridays. It's about oh, on on Fridays. specifically on Fridays. Every other day, yeah, basically worthless. Griffin, uh, would you agree that Fridays is probably the uh, high point of the week? Um, I think Ready. it's, uh, I think it's, uh, I mean, I think every single day definitely has its moments. Um, Friday does have, uh, it seems like, you know, throughout the show. Full house. Yeah. Full what, house. Is a, what is the is highlight it? moment of this show? Is it the rant about the, uh, the donuts, powdered donuts? Mostly it's the donuts. Oh, today? Yeah, yeah, probably right. so far. Imagine yes, going into a Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> and not being able to get a powdered donut. Yeah, yeah. Here's the real question. Is this a supply chain issue? Is this a? It might be. Is there a? And the price has probably gone up. I mean, like I, because I said it might be about you, but what if it's a bigger problem? What if this is the end of the powdered donut? Well, you how know, are you, you going to handle you that? Make a, you make a great point. Seriously, I'm a Dunkin' Donut person. I've weaned myself off, partially because they've never. Although, if another donut, yeah, if another donut location <laughs> wants to be a sponsor, <laughs> Stan right. is ready to be a lifelong fan of another donut. When I tried to sell them on being a spy, I said, hey, I go in every and day. They said, yeah, they, so does everybody they, else. Yeah, right. so does everybody else. But seriously, in the last couple of years, there have been less and less powdered donuts, and now you can never find powdered munchkins. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Now, the munchkin problem. This could be a conspiracy. Yeah, this yeah. could be. But I have to admit, the Dunkin' Donuts okay, over you, here on Joppa Road. Here's the question. Do you think that maybe this is Big Chocolate getting involved? Do you think that maybe be. Big Chocolate is or trying pharma to stiff chocolate. arm pharma chocolate, pharma chocolate trying to stiff arm powder yeah. out of the donut uh, game? It's quite possible. Trying to throw their weight around. I think we need to you take it maybe to Judge the, Cannon like, right? in Florida. Try to yeah. get an answer on yeah. this, yeah. Judge yeah. Cannon. 
Uh, he also wants to know uh, Westberg, Norby, and Joey Ortiz all banging on the door. Which one of the and which of them do you think will be on the roster in twenty three? Boy, that's a good one. Uh, I would say the most likely is probably West Westberg. I tend to agree yeah. with that. Yeah, I tend to agree that Westberg looks like the guy that gets the next chance. I'm not so sure that Norby ever plays a game for the Orioles. I have a feeling because he you think be, he's a trade piece. Yeah, I think I. I'm looking at the Orioles may- making one or two trades uh, this offseason. And they know? just look at their depth. At the First, I think the first question is, is Norby a second baseman or not, right? Yeah. Like, I haven't and, seen him play enough right. to say I think he'll be able to play second base. And, yeah. I, and I don't know that – I think that Ortiz, is he going to hit enough to be – and I think that might be part of the problem of trying to use him as a trade chip is I think a lot of the other teams say the same thing. Like, are we really going to trade for an all-glove – Right, you know, shortstop is that really what we're going to do? So I can I could see that. Yes, Westberg definitely seems like the guy that is is next in line yeah. among the infielders after Gunnar Henderson to have a crack at it. Whereas Colton Kowser might be next in line among the outfielders. I alluded to the fact, you know, if you brought Odor back to be like a lefty platoon with Urias, you know, and mm-hmm. then you'd have. Urias's ability to play second and some third, and Henderson move over to play some short. You know, although you you believe that Mateo will probably be the uh, starting shortstop, um, but that that's the way I see it. Westberg is the guy, though. Um, I think is definitely a part of the team at some point next year in a fairly meaningful way. I think they, I think Mike Elias really likes Jordan Westberg. All right, when we come back in, Stan, we're going to get a young youth for the week. But I also there is some um, office drama. This week, you know, there's not many of us in the office. Office drama here, here at Pressbox, and I'm not sure that anybody else is aware of the office drama. But I, there is something that we need to get to the bottom of within this office. I, I need it to be addressed. I need answers. I need. I got a lot of. I got a lot of things going on, and we need to deal with. Does it, it involve Leo Lancaster? I don't know if it, I don't know who it involves, Stan. I don't know who it involves. I'm looking is, forward to this. There is something that has happened here at the office, and I need it to be dealt with. All right. Okay, we and will deal with it. You're the chief grand poobah here at Press Box, mm. so I think you have to be involved with solving this problem. Okay. Okay. Important. We're going to deal with it next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Academy, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Don't miss the breathtaking excitement of the dynamic cross-country competition or the elegance of dressage and precision of show jumping. There's also great shopping and activities, including a fresh food fest, corgi race, and a beer, wine, and spirits showcase. So come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th. Learn more and buy tickets at maryland5star.us. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus, some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 
retirement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. Fendel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. The Maryland Lottery presents Ravens Greatest Plays. 2021, the game on the line. With three seconds left, the Ravens connect on an impossibly long 66-yard field goal to beat Detroit. The longest field goal in history. Another great Ravens play belongs to Touchdown Joe from Silver Spring. Joe scratched a Ravens scratch-off and won a top prize of $100,000. You could be next. Play Ravens scratch-offs to win instant cash or enter to win great second-chance prizes. Please play responsibly. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face. The next Tyus Bowser show is this Tuesday night, October 4th. We will be at Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. Tyus and a special guest. I am to understand it might be a very big special guest. Um, that's, all I, that's all I can say. I can't say Luke anything Jackson, else. Luke, I, I, well, Luke, Luke Jackson. Well, Luke actually was a special guest on the last Tyus Bowser show. It was great to see him come out to a Skip Jacks. But we'll be at Guilford Hall Brewery, which is an awesome place it's i cannot believe how amazing uh guilford hall brewery is in station north and we'll be there tuesday night the tyus do they have all kinds of craft brew they do have all yeah. sorts of craft brew delicious bavarian menu the whole thing we'll be there tuesday night uh, the tyus bowser show is a partnership of press box and great eights memorabilia it's brought to you by maryland vascular specialists and the all-new ginsu kamado grill we'll see you tuesday night you can find out more by going to pressboxonline.com slash bowser um, Stan, let's, we're going to take a look, care of a little housekeeping here. Still to come before we wrap up today, uh, Tyler Matakevich, Bill's linebacker. Um, we'll get ready for Sunday's game and talk to him about his involvement with a, a local charity, That, despite the fact that he's not from here. It's right. a very neat story. Um, one, yeah, Griffin's going up to New York after the show today. He's going to Yankee Stadium this week. And is he going to be there for all three games? For tonight, and then the plan was we weren't going to – I mean, I'm not sure if tomorrow's game is even going to happen, I guess, but right. the plan was then to go to Sunday and like have Saturday just be a day in New York. Okay. So, so there is, of course, the chance that Griffin could end up with home run number 62 from 
Aaron Judge. Of course, nobody caught number 61. The one dude had a shot at it, but uh, couldn't make the play. It ends up in the bullpen and uh, easily returned to Aaron Judge. I'll tell you who's going to catch it. That dude uh, that caught Mullins' home run the other night in the first inning and then then muffed the one later. Right. Yeah. Um, so Griffin's seats aren't there. They're they're not somewhere. But maybe maybe he ends up there at yeah, some yeah. point, right? I think so. And very I said possible. very clearly to him that if he were to catch the ball, he does not do an interview. That anyone who wants to talk to him. Like, oh, so first of all, Griffin's plan. Well, my plan is yeah, I'm just gonna throw it back. He throws it as back soon as him. I get it. I'm throwing it back. Right. I don't yeah, want that's that ball. not that's not a good plan. No, that's yeah, a great it's, plan. It's a it's plan. definitely a terrible financial plan. Yeah. But you know, yeah. hey, I'm not here to judge. And I said was if you do that, if you catch the ball and throw it back, and everybody comes to interview you, you may not talk to any of them. What you do is you say, "I will be talking on Monday morning to at 10 a.m. to Glenn Clark. at GlennClarkRadio.com." And I said, "If you don't, if I said if you answer even one question, <laughs> one TMZ, any of them." Some guy holding a phone and anybody. You answer one question, you're gone. You're I've got out. an even better idea. Yes, Griffin, you are you are an Oriole fan, of course. Yeah, you trade the ball. You negotiate with the Yankees and you trade the ball for, for Aaron Gunner, Judge for Gunner Henderson uh. for a Gunner Henderson autograph bat and a ball signed by both Adley Rutschman. In other words, you put the Yankees okay. right. in you the unenviable position. You have to go position. negotiate with the Orioles. They have to right. g- negotiate okay. yeah, with that the would be a good, That would be a good start. I agree with that, but I actually think I'm, I'm changed. You need to try to negotiate for Aaron Judge. You mean you say you, Aaron you can Judge. have the ball back if Aaron Judge signs with the Orioles this offseason. You know he's only hit nine of his 60 home runs, 61. Well, we, that guy now, sucks. Against the Orioles. We can't have him. Yeah. Can't, we can't have him. He's only hit nine of them. So that's step number one. Stan, I, I don't I don't want to tamper with evidence. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you to do something because you are the chief grand poobah here. Yeah. I am going to request... That you wander into the main office. To the bathroom. No, no. Oh, okay. Just the main office. Yes. Griffin, do you know where this... I think I do. I think I've, okay. I've looked Griffin's at it Okay, Griffin's going to walk with you. Is this, a, Amanda, is this about a critter that's no, still alive? No, no. There is a notepad that has been left out here in the office, and there is some questionable activity related to this notepad. All right? Okay. I would like you... You want me to go right you now? You and Griffin, because I don't want to touch it. All right? And you're the chief grand poobah. You can't fire yourself, I don't think. So I would like for you and Griffin to go walk to this notepad. I would like you to retrieve the notepad and bring it back to the show so we can discuss the contents of the notepad. All right. right? Sounds good. All right. So Griffin and Stan are going to handle that. MC Ernest is going to stay here with me. You're, you're prepared for uh, Young Utes. We're going to uh, absolutely. Have we locked it up after uh, after some of the suggestions yeah. that were made last week? We've got some good. We got to remember, remember to talk right into the microphone. It's unidirectional. I know you're very tall. M- Mike is a volleyball player. He's a tall chap. He's a he's 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 a unit. I think is what they they call the uh, kids uh, these days. Yeah, I just had to adjust it up a little. And we might have to turn your might have to turn was. your level up a little bit too. Um, but uh, you've you've locked it up. You got you've, you're more prepared for this. Yes, sir. All right, very good. Now. Stan, yeah, I think you understand the issue that I'm dealing with here. This is this is you got a lot of you got a, reprehensible. You got some questions too, don't you? Oh, I've got more than a, you got a few questions about what's need, going on here. I think we need to call Nate up. I don't know what to do about this. Well, I think you have to call Nate. Nate. Yeah. Nate who? 
Oh, Nate's the person. Nate yeah, the, Nate's person. the person. The, yeah, there's right. phone numbers on there. So I uh, I don't know anything about it. Now, I am to understand that somehow, I after I posted about it the other day on social media, it's somehow related to, it might be a song or a mix of some sort. I don't know. But what is the, 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 the reference after school booty? Yes. <laughs> what is after school booty? That's the, I don't know how we get this. Griffin, figure out a way that you can get that on uh, on camera, on, on that is this, camera. Is this Micah's? Do we know I whose number this is? I, Do I no, want to show no, 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 no. Cover this the number is Micah's up pad. No, it's not, I don't believe it's Micah's. I don't think it is. I don't know whose it is. Well, Whatever we don't day have it that was, many people to here. come into this not office. Me. I, John Colson's on the phone right now, so he doesn't even know any of this is going on yeah. at the moment. Um, he might be He might be calling Nate right now. Oh, there might to be. Warn yeah, Nate. correct. There might be some legal issues that we're yeah. running into right now. Okay. I'm walking casually through the office the other day. Right. And there is this large writing on a notepad, and I'm not one to snoop. I don't like looking at other people's, you know, things. It's right. not my my deal. But this just jumps out this and grabs loudly yeah, jumps yeah. off the page after when school. You, booty. When you walk by, all you see is the words "after school booty." Now, <laughs> I think I'm officially going to change the name of your my, fantasy football team, my fantasy football team, after to school after school booty. booty. Now, there are other things, after because, again, admittedly, I did not look at anything else. All I saw was after-school booty, and I decided in that moment, I don't want to know what the answer is. Yeah. I don't want to know what's going on here. I just need to know that there's some it's somehow related to after-school booty. Now, in looking at the rest of the page, I now see things like Spotify and Amazon, so it confirms the suspicion that was passed along by someone who saw my posting about it that perhaps this is some sort of a song or, or mixtape or I'm, something I'm like hardly that. Or a band. That'd be a good band. A band yeah. called After-School Booty, yeah. actually. Yeah. I might want to <laughs> hire After-School Booty to come play. I'm mad they didn't play my wedding now well, that I think about it. I am it. far from a uh, you know online technical... No, you. Know, you? But, but that's after, what. I'm, that's why we I'm keep you googling, around. I'm googling right uh, now. Wait, 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 wait. You say you Google? We've got a filter. We've got a search uh, here at the at the <laughs> press box. I don't know if you're going to be able to search after school booty. Here, here, uh, here's. Hey, 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 Stan. Stan, school. be very careful about what it is. You, I I don't know what you just searched for with after school booty. I don't know what po- if something up there came from Red Tube or Tube Eight. I'm not or, clicking on or it. XX Hamster it's, or something like that. Not that a, I would know it, what any of these things are. It's a band called Band Two, song by Band Two O Nine, and Two O Nine does is say on Band Two O Nine. It does and say there's that. There's a song called After School Booty. All right. It's a single by Band Two O Nine on Apple Music. All right, so we are we are satisfied that there is not some sort of like illegal sex operation going on here in the well, office. We'd have of to press talk box. to the, the members of QAnon. Yeah, that's going on at Comet Ping Pong. Everybody right. knows that. Right. That's right. where they're doing those things. Right. You are satisfied. Not Hillary Clinton's pizza right. shop. Right. Right. Well, that's that's what it was called. It was called Comet Ping Pong. That oh, was the yeah. name of the pizza shop in D.C. Um, which is a maybe, cool place. Maybe it's I'll change the name of my football team to that. <laughs> I like after school booty better, if I'm yeah. being honest with you. After school but booty. But you are you are satisfied as the chief grand poobah here at Pressbox yeah. that the but answer. But I'd still love to know who wrote that down. Yeah, I mean, I still have questions. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It but might be Leah. It might be Leah. Leah I, has young she's, grandchildren. She's got kids and grandkids. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Like, there's I, only a couple options. Tracy, like it, of course, it could, it could be related yes. to Tracy somehow. It could be 
That's basically the list. <laughs> like that's basically. How about everybody. the photographer that took the oh, picture? Oh, Chris Humphrey. It could have been our buddy. He was oh, in here. You know, we have to choose the picture. We were sent. Uh, we were we sent can, the picture. All right, hang on. Can we put the after school booty thing to bed? Yeah. To bed? Mike, are you satisfied with the answer? Do you believe you don't think there's a bigger who Nate is? You don't think there's a bigger controversy <laughs> I, I surrounding also. after school booty here in the press box offices? Uh, I think after after Stan's research, I just know what I'm going to play on the way home. Just you're extreme. listening to some after school. Listening to after I did school. Some I've, I've heard that Micah I, was a big after school booty guy. I did some I did some extensive research. <laughs> yeah, about after school booty. <laughs> appreciate that that'll go up on tiktok later um stan we were by the way the song was released in 2018 wow yeah i mean it was a good album the album name is after school booty i'd say we could play it but we'll maybe get kicked off of facebook if we did so i don't want to do that uh stan we were sent uh two picture options from our photo shoot of course for those that don't know stan and i are going to be part of the Boys of Hamden calendar because the demand was significant. A lot of people for years. Why isn't it called the Men of Hamden? It's a great question. I don't have the answer to that, but I do feel as though you know we it's we a certain we pejorative des- we to uh, Boys of Hamden. Um, Stan and I, you know, people come up to us. They're like, "Hey, look, we like your your sports your conversation. Booty. We yep. like your yeah, but we want some after school booty. Like we want." <laughs> We like we like what you do. We like your banter. We like your analysis. But what we really want is dead ass. Is what they say over and over again to us. So, Stan and I uh, posed uh, very suggestively for the Boys of Hamden calendar, which is you can pre-order right now. Boysofhamden.com. It benefits the Hamden Family Center, which is the real reason why my we wife did it. has ordered uh, ten ten that's, copies. That's very already. sweet of her. Um, and we were get. Unfortunately, I thought the one they were going to go with was the grilling. Uh, there was one particular photo, straight shoot, where I was in my hot dog speedo. Stan was standing. You would you would think naked, naked behind the grill. Not actually, but you would think yeah. that based on the way that it was. Oh, um, I was naked. Wait, really? <laughs> uh, and Stan reached over with the tongs he was grilling with. To grab, grab the hot dog. The hot dog. And I could have sworn, I thought that was gold. I really <laughs> thought that was gold for the boys of Hamden Calendar. But apparently our friend Dave at KNS Automotive did not agree, but he's good with one of the two. All right. I would tell you that I prefer one to two. Do I ever get to see these? I'm about to show them to okay. you. All right. All right. I'm just letting Why you know. Why don't I have a copy on my phone? Because I I spoke to you Dave. Dave said you talk to Stan. We're we're good okay. here. All okay. right. There's no you're a conspiracy. You first the powder donuts. Now you're not getting sent in the the smut pictures. There's a lot going on here. So I'm going to show you the first one. This okay. is the one I prefer. Okay. The one I prefer of the two is that one right there. All right. That's the one that I would prefer. That was the one. Now, I still would like if we could make the larger than life more pronounced because I was holding up a press box magazine in front of me. Oh, wait, Griffin's trying to get on the action now. Too. Hey, you got to get. No, you got to order a calendar, Griffin. Okay, okay. Bass, you don't, you, don't get, you don't get it for free. You don't get to see the goods. You got to order yourself a boy's a hand in calendar can, like everybody you else. You can it's adjust the picture, you know, with your fingers and you can get that larger than life. <laughs> I, I get it. I just think okay. that when it goes into the calendar, I, I need to know that right. you can see that it says larger than life there, right? I'm standing and I'm holding a magazine in front of me. And the idea was it would say larger than life right above. Yeah. Yeah. That was the idea. I, I'd be fine with either I, one of them. I, I prefer 
the one, uh, the standing one, the one. There's also one of us seated here in the yeah. studio, which now Paul Valley is going to think about every time yes, he sits I in that yes. chair. I was just thinking about that. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm over here. So Actually, I, I sit in that chair every day. <laughs> every day. I think I prefer the first one. You're okay with either one? I'm I'm okay with either one of them. Oh. I, I actually like the... I, I, if you push my head against the wall, I probably like the one where we're in the, oh, in the studio. Oh, damn it. Yeah. We're going to have to arm wrestle now, Stan. That's the way it's going to have yeah, to go. Yeah. That's how we I'll choose which one I'll let you choose either one. I, I feel strongly about the other one. I, I just... I don't know. Well, that was your idea. It was in part my idea, I'm yes. fine with either one of them. All right. You sure? You're yeah. not just saying that to pacify me, no. and you're gonna no. later today. You're gonna go back to Mrs. Charles and be like, "That son of a bitch, throwing his power around, no. throwing think that who does he think he is?" No. You're not gonna do that. No. All right. No. no. What I'm if good we? With either one. What if we request that the photo be titled "After School Booty"? What if we say, like, well, the time of day that that f- photograph almost was lines taken, up? No, it would be during school booty. <sighs> It was like about twelve. Well, it's September, right? It was like like. But, but wait, what if we like for us? Our school day ends at noon. Oh, well, so it for was us, it was school, it was after, after school. school booty. So we're back in nursery school. Correct. All right, that's going to be the photo. And, and the month of September, so it's like school starting. Yeah, exactly yeah, right. So exactly right. Look at Griffin trying to try to sneak a peek. Look at him. He's trying to he's trying to get it for free. You, you know. know I, you know what I love is that both pictures have prominently displayed that. Press a beautiful box. press box logo. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That'll be a featured prominently in the Boys of Hamden calendar. Mm-hmm. Which again, you can pre-order Griffin right now. Go pre-order okay, yours, okay, okay, Boys okay. of Hamden. It's a charity calendar. It's a charity. Colson's got questions. Colson now is, is running in here because he's trying to he's trying to it's figure out what's going on. Probably his pad. Colson, do you have answers about after school booty? Do you have answers? Do you have? Nothing. Oh, oh, who's pad? Oh, go over, is go over to Griffin's who's microphone pad for a second. Go over to Griffin's microphone. Whose pad is this, John? Do you have the? You want to say? Do you have anything I, you want to say? I have no idea what you're are talking you, about. Are, other than I heard there's photos that I want are, to say. Well, okay. Hang, you're like you like are like Griffin. You're gonna have to pay. You're gonna. Oh, I will pay. I'm already paying. Are I pay you, every day. Are you promising that you're going to pre-order a Boys of Hand? Oh yeah, calendar? absolutely. If you promise that, one hundred percent, I will allow you to see the one hundred percent, and I'm going to sell a whole. Both of them of right. in addition. All right. To that. So two two things we're dealing with right now. One, do you have any? You have your. Are you guilty of running some sort of after illicit, school booty party? Illicit sex operation. Yes. Here at Pressbox. Yes. An after school booty program. And I have pictures to prove it. I don't know how I feel about that, John. That's well, very, you're makes in me them. very. Oh, you think this is the after-school booty program is the pictures that Stan and I took. I got a lot of questions about that. Now, we are willing to go with the idea that it's related to music somehow. Okay. But I still, I'm telling you, I got a lot of questions. These are the two pictures that are the choices for us to run, and I feel strongly that I prefer this one. That's the one, and I prefer to the other one. Also, just while you're looking at the pictures, uh, Griffin oh, no, is currently absolutely. pre-ordering absolutely. the calendar. There we go. So. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. That's what I thought. Not that's even, yeah. That's what. That's how that I feel about funny, it. Funny yeah, that's a great picture, right? Now we got to make sure everybody can read that it says "larger than life," like over my my junk. You know, that's important. Over the hot dog. Correct. Over the hot dog. That's right. It's very important. 
Yeah, he'll work on that. He'll work on that. Chris is a genius. Just so you know, there's another word in there on that pad. Magneto. Oh. Yeah. I looked that up Uh-oh. on Google. Is that a category? It's Magneto on Apple Music. All right, Listen you're really to music by Magneto. All right, I guess it so is. This person is a music. I guess player. it is. Did you did you order? Was your Charlie Colson yes, in the to, office yeah. anytime right, right. recently? No. Got a lot of questions. All right, let you can let Griffin see the pictures because he pre-ordered his calendar. Now you can pre. Yeah, we, we don't give we don't give away. There's no there, you don't get a taster around. Jane here. doesn't get a, a no. Word. Did she Jane pre-order? Has, did she pre-order her calendar? No, but she she should if get she a pre-orders word. her All calendar, that she does for your charitable. I effort. do appreciate I that. That's a, that's a good yeah, yeah, Micah. You don't we don't give away free around here. We don't give things away free. <laughs> it's always a negotiation. Yeah, I forgot that St- John came through and took one of his own glamour shots to stand the day of the photo shoot. Let me see that. <laughs> yeah, he took one of his own glamour shots that day. I said, and sent I it look to like a beached, I look I like a beached whale. Stop. Yeah. Stop. I look like a beached whale in that. All right. Um, I don't know how we clean up this. I don't know where we go from here. <laughs> it's gone downhill. Yeah, right. <laughs> Poor Tyler Matikevich has still got to be a part of this show before it's over. Uh, it's time for Young Utes. It's time for Micah to tell us what's going on in the world of young people. Young Utes is brought to you by Glory Days Grill, where the Oktoberfest menu is available. And it's great for young, old, anyone. Uh, Glory Days Grill. The Oktoberfest menu includes the Slam Dunk pretzels, the cheddar ale soup, as well as the Bavarian burger with the pretzel bun, the chicken schnitzel, the brewer sausage platter, the brewer sausage sandwich, and I literally recommend all of it. All of it. I have tried it all, and I recommend all of it. Glorydaysgrill.com is the website for you to get your order in. Micah, what's going on in the world of the young Utes? All right, so this first one has made headlines and circled its way around TikTok and all the other social media. And before I dive a little deeper into it, I'm going to give you one guess from this sentence to guess which celebrity uh, it's involving. Okay. So just listen to this sentence and you got one guess. One super famous celebrity last Tuesday was able to simultaneously twerk while playing James Madison's 200-year-old crystal flute. I know. I know the story. It's a huge story this week. You are you familiar with the stories? I don't even know if Stan knows who this no, person is. No, no uh, guesses. I probably know the person, but I I have. What is it? What is the the clue? Uh, one celebrity was able to. Do you know what twerking is, Stan? I've heard well, he the did term. it during the. Yeah, <laughs> the How are you going to run an after-school booty program if you don't know about twerking? I'm peeking over there. Is that Lizzo? Yeah, look at you. you got it. Look at you. That, well, because I saw the story the other night. She played some that's, famous. That's what flute. he said. She simultaneously twerked and played James Madison's 200-year-old yeah. crystal yeah. flute. Yeah. And to make it even better, her concert that she played the flute during was in Washington D.C. Yeah. So beforehand, she was warming up on the flute and warming up twerking in the Library of Congress in Washington D.C. Yeah, so it was very cool. That yes. video of her playing at the Library of Congress is almost haunting. Like it's beautiful. You yeah. know what I mean? Like and it, that's history. No like, one's ever no one's ever twerked in the Library of Congress. Well, yes, I'm pretty, well you don't flute. know you don't know that. Unless, <laughs> we don't, unless James Madison. Right. Just, we don't know of that. Um, it's become this bizarre, you know, social like battle between basically racists and you know like i like how how dare get the f out of here it's amazing um it's 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 amazing and again i would really if you've not seen the video i i actually am a fan of lizzo's music some of her antics are a bit over the top for me like i'm like okay i'm not i'm not opposed to i like body positivity i'm all on board with all those things sometimes i'm just like hey maybe it's a bit much like maybe we don't need to twerk 
in front of kids at basketball games. Like maybe we don't need to do that. But I'm again, I'm all for body positivity. Um, and I think her music is actually largely quite good. I enjoyed uh, the majority of her music. I thought her first album was brilliant. I thought it was a ten and a half. Um, she is an extraordinarily talented human being. And this video of her standing in the Library of Congress playing this 200-year-old flute, 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 whatever a flute is, flute, is is amazing. Like it's just it like you're you're moved by it. It's so yeah. like it's tough when you're in a an arena because she played at the basketball arena in D.C. It's tough to like make a flute sound like big in in an arena environment. Like you almost can't do it. But in the Library of Congress, in in that with the echo in there, great acoustics. Oh my god! It she's was, also very good at the flute. She's so very good flautist. Yeah. yeah, she's out. I mean, she's extraordinarily talented. She's a remarkable. She's got incredibly long fingernails, though. I'm surprised I, oh, she didn't. That was, didn't that even was the surprised other she didn't ga- gash herself. Trying to play the flute with the fingers. She looks like uh, scissor hands. You know. I've never noticed. I didn't even notice that as I was watching yeah. the video, dude. I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was. Yeah. And also brought a lot of attention to the library of congress i think that's the part that people are missing about this is like the library of congress just basically at tweeted her out of nowhere like hey while you're here we know you happen to to come by and play a a flute and it would have been easy for her to be like yeah why would i care about that like but like i think it's cool that everybody got on board with it and reminds people that like there are these amazing historical artifacts that you can see i don't really give a rat's ass about james madison's flute that doesn't really do all that much for me but it made me care about it, and otherwise it, I wouldn't have thought at all about the, the Library of Congress this week. Yeah. All on board. I thought this was dope. It's great to see the torch passed from uh, our founding fathers to Lizzo. I thought everybody so, knew that was exactly the way yeah, it was going to go. 200 years. In fact, I'm imagining that's why the Library of Congress like wanted to make sure they preserved the flute, is that one day they will want Lizzo yeah. to play it and twerk. Our champion would show up. That's right. That's our hero. She's not going to end up president of the United States one day. I, you know what? President I, Lizzo. I, I, She's got my vote. I, I like her. I really do. I dig her. I dig her. All right, Does so, she like after school booty? I'm going to guess. No, I've I've listened to a lot of her music. I'm going to guess. She's a fan yes, of after school, so. after school booty. All right. So this next one, I know is very young youths because Griffin didn't even know about it. Wow. But uh, there's a new movement on TikTok that's absolutely dominating TikTok. Everybody's talking about it, um, especially in colleges across the country. So it comes from a 5-6 inspiration of a Penn State student at um, yeah, so at Penn State. And his whole page is filled with the kick the sheets movement or the academic weapon movement. So it's sort of every day he wakes up, he uh, looks at the flag on his wall that says kick the sheets, win the day. And he says, everybody, it's time to kick the sheets. He gets up at 4.30 a.m., works out before class, goes to class videos himself walking down the whole front row sitting in the front saying he's an academic weapon and it's really taken over tiktok he'll be at a tailgate for a penn state football game uh just partying and but then what's the point like it's just getting kids he'll be at a party all night and then be at his 8 a.m in the ne- in the next morning but just getting, getting up at four thirty to kick the sheets. The, yeah. the idea. Oh, okay. So the idea yeah. is to get instead it's of what grind. I did in it's college. To, it's a grind. Because when I yeah. when I was in college, I would just say I don't need to attend yeah. the eight a.m. class today. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I be, is to is to get people. Why did I sign up for that? Yeah. Anyway? What the hell was I thinking? Um, is to get people to say no. I'm I'm gonna kick the sheets. I'm getting out. I'm getting after it. Gonna play I'm, one right. real quick. I don't. I mean, that's that's not gonna. Nobody can hear that, Griffin. So I probably would. Yeah, okay. All right. That's nothing. 
Alright, yeah, that that right. I'm glad okay. we okay. All right. My fault, my fault, my fault. Should have previewed it. Maybe next time. <laughs> we'll look at that ahead of time, and I apologize if you were listening. Hit the, to the seven, seven fault, second delay button. <laughs> yeah, we don't have one of those buttons. Yes. Um, I love it. Are people are people actually doing it? Is it's it inspiring? gained a lot of traction. So people are now posting. He's touring around colleges in the U.S. He's been at um, He's touring Illinois. around colleges? So he's not yeah. a student. No, he is a student, oh, but is. for weekend game days, other schools will ask him to come, and he flies out, parties with them all day, and then he's back in class. He's like Spuds McKenzie. He's like Rice. He's like a modern-day Spuds McKenzie. This kid has already accomplished more than I'll ever accomplish. <laughs> yeah, God. People, people post every day tagging him, duetting his videos, saying now they're, they're kicking doing the the, they're, okay. they're reposting his video and all this, and he's being invited are kids actually kicking the sheets? Yeah, like they're inspired. To get out of, they're inspired they by this. Is, this is a good thing. That's what I said. This I said it's a, a great to see a positive TikTok movement after Nyquil chicken. Yes, and, correct. Uh, everything else Tide that pods, we've seen on TikTok else. sucks. This is this is wonderful. It was always very um, intimidating for me when I would uh, be dating a young or talking to or whatever you want to call it uh, in college, a young lady who was this type of person, like. She'd be like, yeah, I'm going to get up and go for a run. And I'd be like, I'm not going to wake up for seven hours. <laughs> like, y'all, you can enjoy your run. I will meet you at noon. That is when you will be hearing from Glenn Clark. You, It was never going to work. Like, Isn't that ironic now? You kick the sheets to get in here to do a 10 I, o'clock I, show. I do. I legitimately have to kick the sheets. Sometimes 9.30. Back in the day, I swear, I remember da- I, I dated a girl who like woke up at like 6 a.m. And I know we were out drinking until 2. Woke up at six, looked at me, and she was like, well, I'm about to go for a run. Are we going to have breakfast? And I was like, what? <laughs> what I, universe are you in? I want to die. <laughs> what? Breakfast running? What the hell is wrong with you? And I just knew then, like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> there is no way. How do we possibly meet in the middle between 6 a.m. running and maybe at noon I'll get out and play video games? Like, how do you possibly bridge that gap? Yeah, wake up, don't know where you are at noon. A hundred percent. nearest water bottle. Correct. There's no way we are coming together. All right, what's number three? All right, and number three, you guys may have heard about this one because it's somewhat sports-related, but the new LeBron 20s just dropped yesterday. I, I do. I know nothing about this. All right, I know about uh, uh, Panda Dunks, though. That's oh, that's yeah. literally the, the That's list the extent of, of your yes. shoe now. LeBron 20s shoes? Yeah, so okay. it's the 20th edition. There were 19 edition. other ones before yes, these? Yes, there were. <laughs> Stan only had like four of them. He was hoping to collect the whole set. <laughs> and he switched up from his usual like high-top sort of heavy look, and he's gone with a very modern. Everyone's saying they look just like Kobe's. Um, there's a new Kobe colorway as well. And they sold out in less than 10 minutes nationwide. Are people how many shoes? How many um, pairs of shoes? He just dropped one colorway. I don't know how many pairs exactly, okay. but he's dropping them sort of by color every week. So next week, there will be another colorway. Coming but are color, they like what an- color yeah. were they this week? Yeah. Um, I have a picture of them, this actually. Right okay. So they're these pink ones, I think, are the ones that released. Okay, okay. yeah. And they're already reselling. They look like a Miami Marlins. They do. Yeah. You're not wrong about that. They yeah. do look like Kobe's. Yeah, and they're already... So they, the retail price was a, a great deal at $200. Ah, $200. And within a matter of three hours, they were on every shoe resale site for upwards of 400 450 the high 300s. Here's, here's the part that I don't... Are people, like, uh, killing each other over these shoes? Uh, is that a... 
I don't know about. We haven't heard about it. It's too, it's too new. I hope, but they will. I really get nervous about any of these damn shoes because, like, it starts to get bad. Like, it's, it was it's, all, people it was have all. their feet chopped off. Correct. Yeah, Whoa. it's it's cheeky and fun. It's like first. a goat, like on the bottom. Like there's like a like the like the uh, like on the like on the soles. There's like the lines and stuff, and like it like forms like a goat. Oh, okay, because LeBron's the guy. Right, yeah. Whatever. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. I'm a I'm more of a Chef Curry uh, shoe man yeah. myself. That was more my style. Was the nice the nice grandpa shoes was the ones that I was into. I can't believe you left off the Try Guys from Young Utes. I don't know what they are, but it's all anybody wants to talk about I, this nobody week. Nobody knows. I have no. I, I, I hardly. I don't understand. It's I don't know anything. All my, I'm pretty my sure. Twitter. So there are YouTubers who try different things, and I think the the thi- the the one guy who came he cheated on his wife, I think, or had an affair. So I mean, same but thing. does that mean you're not allowed to be a try? But but like, I think like his. Stick was that like he well, was a good like a door, yeah yeah man. is that he was like yeah the whole a really the good whole try guys kind of like vibe on YouTube they are like a YouTube group and uh-huh. it's very like family friendly for like a younger crowd and yeah all right not the that's type a, of publicity that's a little bit awkward you also left off we had talked about it the Russell Wilson commercial that everybody was making fun of um, from. Uh, the, the establishment that calls themselves Subway but yet wants their their product to be known as sandwiches because that. That makes sense. That make Subway. Mm, Subway is the name. It's that is dangerous. By the way, spicy. By the way, I'm just having to look at uh, tomorrow's opponent. Yes. For uh, for Stevenson oh, University, okay. Delaware yeah. Valley. They're quite good. Da- they're they're four and zero also, yes. and their scores this year twenty two to eight. Yes. Fourteen to six. Twenty six to six. And forty-one to nothing. This is the. This is why this is such a big game. How do you pronounce the name of the university that they beat last week? Forty-one to nothing. Misericordia, maybe. Misericordia. Misericordia. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have a friend on that team. There you go. How about that? How about that? Um, uh, Very good, Micah. Well done. Well done. Very done. Very good. Plug your uh, your Instagram. Yeah, so it's Micah.Ernest on Instagram. Give him a follow there. Uh, we appreciate all the hard work from MC Ernest, who's also uh, busy playing volleyball at Stevenson University and uh, taking care of our uh, TikTok and our video content on uh, social media. We, did we put some stuff up this week? Did we get anything up? Uh, I think we got one post up. More okay. coming today and all right. this weekend. Excellent. I like that. By the all way, right. can we recap real quick? Uh, Glenn and I do a pick segment every midweek this We do. Th- during the football season. This week, Glenn and I both think the Ravens plus three mm-hmm. uh, will be uh, what what wins the day. Glenn's lock winner is the Kansas City Chiefs getting yes. a point. Don't get it at Tampa. Mm-hmm. Don't get it. My lock winner is Dallas giving three to the hapless Washington Commanders, and then Glenn's lock losers the San Francisco 49ers, a point and a half favorite at home against the Rams, so clearly you think the Rams are going to scram the uh, 49ers. Oh, I mean, I just, I just don't understand why the 49ers are yeah. – I don't, I don't get those lines. And I said, I think – I should have looked that up. I think they've beaten them. I, they had, except four, for the NFC Championship. Except they, for the they, had, NFC they had won six straight against them, but then six they lost straight, the, okay. NFC, the NFC Championship. And my lock loser is Tennessee getting three and a half in a divisional game at Indy. I'm thinking Indy – is buoyed by their victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. When we come back in, we'll get a tidbit, we'll get two-bit or wind down, and then we will hear from Tyler Matakevich of the Buffalo Bills. Stan the Fan is here 
Today's show is also brought to you by Guilford Hall Brewery, which is where we're going to be on Tuesday night for the Tyus Bowser Show. It is an amazing location, open seven days a week now. Delicious craft beer, incredible Bavarian-style menu. Um, they got indoor and outdoor seating areas. They do trivia. They do yappy hours. 1611 Guilford Avenue and Station North. If you have not been, you're going to be blown away. You will not believe how amazing this place is. GuilfordHall.com is the website. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today stan the fan here welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors the costas inn and everybody around baltimore knows the costas inn is a great place to go and grab crabs steaks salads soups whatever is on your mind to eat in person but did you know that the costas inn has upped their game they are now one of the premier takeout places in baltimore give them a call now to order your food 410 477 1975. That's the Costas Inn over 4100 North Point Boulevard. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Academy, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Don't miss the breathtaking excitement of the dynamic cross-country competition or the elegance of dressage and precision of show jumping. There's also great shopping and activities, including a fresh food fest, corgi race, and a beer, wine, and spirits showcase. So come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th. Learn more and buy tickets at maryland5star.us. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews' path to NFL stardom, from his late decision to play the sport full-time through having to overcome type 1 diabetes and more. Also, inside, we introduce you to football players at Maryland, Navy, Towson, and Morgan State, and we give you everything you need to know for betting football this season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily cover of demos, ravens, and terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit Join Baltimore countypd.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a three-and-a-half-star review, too. 
All right. Today's show also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland, the place to be to watch and bet on every football game all season long. Reserve your spot, whether it's uh, hanging out for college football Saturday tomorrow, NFL Sunday, including the Ravens, or Sunday night, Monday night, whatever it is. They always have massive crowds, so you want to email events at sportssocialmd.com. And again, any $25 futures bet on the Super Bowl, you can register if you're a Live Rewards member at fanduel.com slash S-B-N-A-Z, and you could end up winning a pair of tickets to Super Bowl 57. Let's get a tidbit. Real quick, I wanted to go over the uh, so that so someone posted the AL home run record progression, which I mean, you know, it, it was interesting to to see. So it was first set in 1901 when Nap Lajoey hit 14 homers. Sure, we'll just Nap, go with it. Nap we'll Lajoy. We're going to be really. Here. You know who he is? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Let really Nap Lajoy is a very f- okay. Griffin, what? Just, just keep talking. Never just, heard of Nap Lajoy. This is not going to broken. Be well. <laughs> I bet Micah's never heard of Nap No, I'm sure he hasn't, but like, yeah. I don't want to fight about it. Griffin's got to go to New York. He's got to... Like, we're 1902, just then it here. was broken uh, by Sox Siebold, and then it was set at 16, and then it was nearly doubled 17 years later in 1919 uh, when Babe Ruth set it at 29, and then he nearly doubled that the next season when he hit 54 in 1920. Then he said it 1959 and 1921, and then he hit 60 in 1927, and then Roger Maris broke it with 61 in 1961, and now Aaron Judge just tied it and will likely break it with six games left in this season. Presumably, or the Orioles could just walk him every time right. he comes to the plate right. all weekend long. And then Otani oh. uh, was uh, unbelievable last night, nearly threw a no-hitter. By the way, still a big deal for the Orioles to win two games. Like... It's not a given the way that they play that they're just going to win. Like they need to find two more wins before the season's over. To it, finish over five hundred. It would. I I know that it doesn't matter now that they're not going to be in the playoffs, but it would be a crushing feeling for all of this to happen and then them finish under five hundred for the year. That would be a really brutal. I mean, I don't. I don't think they're going to lose all six, but like even finishing just at five hundred would be. Yeah. 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 Uh, two games. It was from Matt Birch, the uh, Angels communications manager, and he said that uh, so Otani now has 15 wins, a 2.35 ERA, and 11.91 strikeouts per nine innings in his 27 starts. The only players to ever post those numbers or better in a season were Pedro Martinez and Randy Johnson in 1999 and 1997, respectively. I mean, so. I don't know if he's. By the way, you said you started to go into that by saying that he pitched a no hitter. He did not. No, he did not. Hit. Sorry, I meant, not yes, finish sorry. No he, he nearly threw a no hitter. Is what I was trying to uh, say. By the way, uh, he's got a four. He also has a fourteen game hit streak going on. Fourteen game hit streak. He'll hit 30. where he's hitting three sixty five during the streak, and three and zero with a zero point nine zero ERA during the span with twenty five strikeouts and eight hits in twenty innings. Yo, I get it. Aaron Judge is going to be the MVP. I understand that, but the disrespect. <laughs> Of, of the absurdity of like this. it should be a discussion. Right? Yes, yeah. it's absurd. Um, and then so finally, uh, Adley Rushman set the Orioles rookie record, right. surpassing Cal Ripken Jr. with his thirty-third double of the season. So that will be my tidbit. Can you name the next? Let's go with the next uh, six. Yeah, let's go with the next six guys on that list. If Adley and Cal Ripken are number are number one and two. Who are the next Orioles rookies with most doubles in a season? That did what? The most, most doubles by an Orioles rookie in a season behind Ripken and Rutschman and Ripken. Machado? 
Machado. No, because his rookie season he was. He was up long enough that it that counted as his rookie season. Yes, so that did not count. Uh, John Scope. Jonathan Scope. Mm. No, not in the next six. Boog Pal. Scope hit 18. Uh, Boog Pal, not in the next six. Sure. This might not go well. Jim Gentile. Ooh, good. Jim Gentile, not in the next six. Where's Jim Gentile? Jim Gentile. Okay. I don't see him on here either. Um. Okay. How about Rich Coggins? Rich Coggins not on the list. He how, had nineteen. So how we're about, looking for how about Matt Weeters? Matt Weeters also not on this list. What is going on over here? Um. Just for the record, two of them. I knew their names, so if that's a hint to how recently Ron, Ron Hansen, they are. Ron Hansen? Ron Hansen is just outside of the right. next how about, six. How about Nick Markakis? Nick Markakis, there you go. He is fourth, fifth. Make it fifth. Nick Markakis had 25 in 2006. How about Adam Jones? Not Adam Jones. Because it was a rookie, yeah, was in, a rookie Seattle. in Seattle. Not not officially. Yeah, rookie. they can't, they counted that as his rookie season. Really? They did. I only thought he played I, like two It's a whole. Weeks. Okay. Um, Eddie Murray. Eddie Murray, there you go. Number three, Eddie Murray hit 29 in 1977. How about the doubles machine, Brian Roberts? Doubles machine, not on not on this list. And they had to not be rookies. Yes, had to be their rookie season. Sam Bowens? Sam Bowens is an excellent guest because he is on the list. He had 25 in oh, 1960. We would have been here all day and I would have gotten Sam Bowens. Well done. And you're making fun of him for yeah, that right? joy. Right? Yeah. Kurt Pleffery. Uh, Bluffery, he is just outside of those next six. He would be tied for ninth with 23. Okay. There's still one that I that I know in recent history. Recent still history. So it's in the last recent. five Ryan years. Ryan Mountcastle. Ryan Mountcastle just outside. He's tied for ninth as well with 23. There's another guy, though, in the last five seasons. Mm-hmm. Last five seasons. <laughs> Anthony Santander. Not Santander. Last five seasons. Last five seasons. If, if I just keep saying it, it'll come to me. Uh, give you the year. Or, oh, give me the year. 2017. 2017. Oh, Trey Mancini. Yes, Trey Mancini. Damn it. He's fourth on this list. Had 26. All right, we got- County's not no longer an Oriole. Well, was, <laughs> neither is <laughs> Sam Bowen. <laughs> uh, two more. <laughs> Two more guys that both hit 25, one in 1978, right, one might, in 1960. Might. It was Larry Harlow in 78, okay. Marv Breeding in 60. Wow. <laughs> Could have been a long day. Could have been a long day. Stevie Wilkerson at 18 in 2019. That was a, a ball-busting list over there. <laughs> that was brutal. All right, Tidbit was also brought to you today by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. It will be available very soon. And you can reserve yours right now at ginsugrills.com. Use the code TAILGATE and save $100 when you do. The all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill is the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill for searing, grilling, baking, and smoking all kinds of food. Uh, Tubular is brought to you today by the Maryland Five Star. Come see Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars. Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Um, Here's what matters this weekend. Orioles, I, I get we're loosely using matters. Um, Orioles, Yankees tonight at 7 on Masson, Jordan Lyles, Domingo, Herman. Uh, Griffin will be there again. You will not be welcome back. I just need you to know that. 
It's it's over. Your your Ginsu modeling career will be over. All of it, and I will blackball you in this industry. Oh my gosh, really? I will make sure that you work nowhere. So I'm just gonna have to, I'm just staple my mouth. That's the way it goes. Tomorrow, one o'clock, Austin Voth and Nestor Cortez. It's on Masson and the rest of the country on MLB Network. And Sunday, it's also on Masson, one thirty, Cal Bradish and Luis Severino. Now you have you have Voth pitching tonight. Uh, they no Voth is tomorrow. Tomorrow, because they moved him. He was supposed to start, start tonight, tonight, but they're having Jordan Lyles pitch tonight. Okay, and they move Voth to tomorrow. Um, that's yeah. yep. Brandon's so, feeling that pressure to finish over five. I gotta gotta find a win in there somewhere. Yeah. Gotta find one. Gotta um, get Jordan. Gotta get Jordan Lyles in right, there. Gotta do that. Uh, college football tomorrow. Michigan State Maryland's at three thirty on Fox Sports One with Noah Eagle on the call, and then of course Ian will be calling uh, the Ravens on Sunday. Also tomorrow, Navy Air Force at noon on CBS. Towson's at Delaware at 3.30 on Flow Sports. Morgan State, it's homecoming. They host Virginia University of Lynchburg at noon. Uh, Stevenson, Delaware Valley at noon as well. And on Sunday, CBS for Bills Ravens at 1. As I mentioned, Diane Eagle, Charles Davis, Evan Washburn. Then the big national TV game that we've all been waiting for. Instead of getting Eagles, Jaguars in a national TV window, we get Patriots, Packers, baby. That's the game. Brian Hoyer, we wanted to see it. We Axel, demanded it. Axel Hoyer. Right, Axel Hoyer. That's I heard about that. This what a weird bit. That's uh, 425 on CBS. Uh, NFL Network, don't forget Sunday morning, so make sure you have your fantasy lineup set. Make sure you set an alarm to make sure. You know, should I shut my fantasy no, lineup? No, you should stop t- dealing with fantasy football altogether, Stan, because he's 3-0 and despite the fact that he has done nothing. <laughs> NFL Network, Sunday morning, uh, Vikings, Saints, 9.30 a.m. Fox has Cardinals, Panthers at 4, and Chiefs, Buccaneers at 8.20 on NBC. Anything non-sports-wise that jumps uh, off the page? Hocus Pocus 2 is out on Disney+. Plus. waiting for Hocus Pocus 2. There was that big cliffhanger on Hocus Pocus 1. <laughs> um, and then the greatest beer run ever, that movie is out, yeah. is on Apple TV+. Plus. I think it's in theaters as well with uh, Zac Efron. I thought, it, I thought it was getting good reviews when I looked at Rotten Tomatoes. It is not. <laughs> it is not getting very good reviews. Yeah. Oh, that's disappointing because it looks yeah, interesting. Yeah, it, lo- it does yes. look good, doesn't uh, it? Yeah. Part, season 11, like the third part of The Walking Dead, season 11 mm, premieres okay. on Sunday nights. New episodes of House of the Dragons, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, and then Saturday Night Live is back, hosted by Miles Teller. That's right. That's, and that's musical right. guest Kendrick Lamar. That's right. Uh, you guys watch the uh, Jeffrey Dahmer thing? The who? Jeffrey Dahmer. I heard it was, I heard Netflix. It was, no, I have not seen it. it I just finished yes. it. Yo. I didn't have an appetite for that. I didn't either. Oh, God. Oh, he damn it, Stan. Damn it. I'll just end there. <laughs> Stan. <laughs> just cut. <laughs> Stan, your power rankings will be up on Monday. That is correct. And you will be you will be with Paul and Zach tomorrow morning on the bat Paul Mittermeyer. Yeah. yeah, no, Paul Valley for that Paul one. Valley. Paul Valley for that yes, one on the yes, bat around tomorrow morning. Of course, at Stan the Fan on Twitter. Appreciate you as, as always. Make sure everybody pre-orders their Boys of Hamden calendar. Boysofhamden.com benefits the Hamden Family Center. Thanks today to uh, Eric Wood. Thanks to Bo Smolka. Thanks to Ed Hoddle from Stevenson. And you're about to hear from Tyler Matikevich. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the Arsh! tab at glennclarkradio.com. Anything, anything uh, scheduled for Monday? or uh, Evan Washburn. Evan will Washburn will he join will us after he works the broadcast on Sunday for CBS. Love me some Evan Washburn. Arsh! You want you want us to record it? We'll just hit play. You doing it every day? That would be good. Yeah. We could do okay. it. <laughs> Tab at uh, Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Baltimore County Police Department, the Maryland Five Star, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, Maryland Lottery, Guilford Hall Brewery, the Great Eights Memorabilia, 
The FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. The Baltimore Orioles, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin, at Griffin underscore Bass. Thanks to Mike. Uh, follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great weekend. Go Ravens. Go local uh, college teams. Go Birds. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. We wrap up today by chatting with Bill's linebacker, Tyler Matikevich, right here on GCR. Ravens Bills coming up Sunday here in Baltimore. You know, I, man, I have been wanting to chat with this guy because I genuinely don't know the story. Um, we, I, you know, you all know I work with a local charity called Show Your Soft Side, and I've been involved with them for years, and uh, got the honor of emceeing Project Runway this year. And this guy has been involved with them for maybe even longer than I have, and I don't even know how it happened. I don't know what the connection is. But it's so cool that he cares about um, animals the way that he does and just thought it would be a perfect time for us to catch up with Bill's linebacker, Tyler Matikevich, who is with us now here on GCR. Tyler, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you again, man. Thank you for taking the time for us. Oh, how you doing, man? I appreciate you having me. Absolutely, dude. So uh, before we get into Sunday and, and the Ravens, I, I just need to know the story. I don't know it. Um, a charity in this area, local group, and I know there's plenty of guys from around the league that are involved, but what's the connection for you? How'd you get hooked up with the Show Your Soft Side? Yeah, man, so it's going back to right after I finished up at Temple, uh, one of my teammates who, who's from Maryland, um, his mom is very involved with Show Your Soft Side, Mrs. Boyle. Robin oh, Boyle, Robin Boyle and, absolutely. Yep, and she told me to come down for a photo shoot in Philly with uh, one of my buddy's dogs. I show up there, and shoot, they had six puppies. This is on a Friday. I ended up having my girlfriend at the time, who's my wife, or, yeah, who's my wife now, she went to go pick up the dog on Saturday, and I had, I now call Bailey by Sunday. Oh, <laughs> and my then shoot, gosh. And now I got, now I, I ended up adopting another one a couple years later, so I got two of them. Dude. <laughs> Dude, that's so cool, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, oh, if a story like that, you got to stay connected. Like, you have no choice oh, at that 100%. point. Oh, 100%. Uh, it's an awesome organization, awesome charity. Uh, and, I mean, I really just try to help them out as much as I can, just bring a little more awareness. And anytime I can help spread the word, uh, I'm definitely trying to do that. Were you always an animal lover, or was this, like, the moment that it created it for you? Oh, I, I definitely always was a, a, a dog lover, okay. animal lover. Uh, always had dogs growing up and stuff. Um, and yeah, so I mean, it was a it was definitely a perfect match. That's awesome, man. That is so cool. I know there's a little bit of conflict. You know, of course, we're, we're you know Nick Boyle and Pat Ricard are big supporters, and I know you get to see those guys every time you come down to do a project runway in those events. So I'm sure there's some conflict within the show, your soft side <laughs> camp on Sunday, but um, we will always root for you, man, because it's an awesome thing that you do um, and, and taking care of uh, those that, that need it and showing support for an incredible charity. So first of all, just thank you uh, is the word that I think I'm looking for. Thank you for, for how much you have gone out of your way to be a part of this thing over the years. Oh, absolutely, man. I, I know I love it. And, uh, I mean, you brought up some awesome guys, too, that from Baltimore who, who are heavily involved. And, uh, I mean, it's great every year when I get to come down to Baltimore and see those guys and see you. And, 
everyone just coming together and really helping out the same cause. It, it really is special. That's awesome, man. Yeah, great stuff. Tyler Matikevich is with us from the Buffalo Bills, and we want you to continue to support uh, Show Your Soft Side and the amazing work that they do for the animals in our area. And it is overwhelming. Um, it is I, like I, I didn't even know every aspect of what the group did in order to protect animals. Showyoursoftside.org is the website for you to find out more. Um, uh, Tyler, by the way, you end up, you know, we, we, we at first thought it was awkward for me because we had to hate you because you were a stealer, right? Like, and I, I'm sure you understood that. It was, <laughs> it was uncomfortable. I was like, man, I love what he's doing, but I still have to hate him. And then you get to Buffalo and we're like, all right, you know, that's, that's okay. That's a little more harmless. But we're thinking about this game on Sunday and realizing this might legitimately be an AFC Championship game preview. I'm I'm sorry, dude. We might have no choice but to have to hate you again moving forward. I'm I'm, I'm just I'm sorry. It's the way it goes. Hey, it, it's okay. It's okay. As long as as long as everyone helps out the softies, you know what I'm saying. That's all that matters. Um, I imagine this one. You guys don't need any extra hype getting ready for a game like this this week. I know um, you guys probably frustrated coming off what was a tough one down there in Miami on Sunday. But when, when you think Bills, Ravens, I mean, that's about as good as it gets, right? It's... Oh, absolutely. Uh, we know it's just going to be two physical, tough teams that uh, it's going to go down to the wire, you know? And, uh, I mean, I know I can't wait for it. I'm excited. I know all these guys over here are jacked up. Uh, it's going to be a great opportunity, great environment, and uh, can't wait to go out there. Tyler, you obviously, you guys have Josh Allen, and we know how elusive and how mobile he is. But does does even that – can anything help prepare you for facing someone like Lamar Jackson? Like the, it just seems like the skill set is still so unique. I don't know what you can do. I don't know who you guys have running around there pretending to be him this week. But but it can't be easy preparing for someone like that. Oh no, you know uh, I mean I've had uh, I've been fortunate enough to go up against uh, Lamar a bunch over the years, and uh, I mean players like that they don't come around too often. You know uh, he's a special talented player. Uh, he can beat you in a lot of different ways. Uh, and, I mean, it's definitely going to be a great challenge for us. I know these guys are looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and, I mean, I know that place is going to be rocking this weekend. <laughs> Clue me in because I am a dumb guy, right? Like, I'm a dude who puts, you know, Christmas cats on my my jacket and reads names for a living. I don't I don't understand the way the world works. We're all expecting rain in Baltimore on Sunday. What does that mean for you guys? Like, do do you guys just is it as simple as hey, we got to prepare for it, we got to use a wet ball in practice, things like that, or or is there like a real impact to it that maybe we don't understand? Like, what does it mean for you guys when you find out hey, there's rain in the forecast for a game on Sunday? Oh man, I mean, you sort of get a, a little excited, you know. I know the offense guys usually like the no rain, but as a defensive guy, you sort of love that the grittiness going to be a tough game uh it's definitely going to be going a lot going on in those trenches you know what i mean up front with the big guys uh and i mean like i said before it's it's one of those things where we we can't wait we're so excited but i mean you just got to be ready to go you know whether it's sunny snowing raining uh doesn't really matter you just got to be ready to go um obviously you guys played in kind of extreme conditions last week down in miami i i was i was hearing about it like how you, you ever been through something like that the heat and you know, did that provide you guys maybe a little bit of like a like a gut check or like a reminder? Hey, it, it you got to win in all sorts of crazy conditions during the NFL. Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, it's definitely uh, after this past weekend. You know, I mean that's that's uh, the tale of the season. You know, you're gonna have ups and downs, uh, a little adversity. You know, we definitely had a little adversity down there. Um, but I mean, it's a long year. You know, you just gotta keep 
keep being a team on the rise. You can't you can't get complacent now. Um, you know what I mean? You just got to keep getting better as the season goes on. And that was definitely something that we freaking we learned from. Uh, we take we took a lot of things from that game, and uh, we're just gonna continue to get better. That's awesome. Tyler Matikavich of the Buffalo Bills with us here on GCR for just another minute or two as we get ready for Sunday's game in Baltimore. Um, Tyler, you become a Buffalo Bill. How long does it take before the first time you attempt to jump through a table? <laughs> uh, gosh, uh, pretty fast. Yeah, pretty fast. right? <laughs> like, you have to like, do it, don't you? Fast. Oh, yeah, you have to. You have to. <laughs> I mean, what, uh, is, what is it like being, you know, you were around, obviously, we don't like acknowledging it, but, of course, the Steelers have a great fan base, and, and you know, we, we, the, the Ravens have a great fan base. That thing is different up there, isn't it? Like it is. I, oh man, I, I mean, it, yeah, it, these fans up here uh, are are unbelievable. You know, I know there's there's great fans out there and stuff, and I was lucky to be in Pittsburgh with some awesome fans. I know you don't, you guys don't like me saying that. We don't, we don't. But, uh, We're never gonna like it, but we know. <laughs> I mean, we under we can't we can't change reality. We know it's we a good fan. Right? Yeah, we just don't like them. That's um, it. Oh gosh, but no, I mean, shoot, every time we land. An away game. It doesn't matter if we get back at 6 a.m., 3 a.m. in the morning, midnight. There is always people at the airport waiting for you. Uh, and I, I just think that's nuts. Uh, I mean, and it will be like that all year from now when we land till January when you when you get off that plane in like 10 degree weather, 15 degree weather. There's still fans out there just excited to see you. And I mean, you see that. You, you see the dedication. These guys. These people up in Buffalo, they love it. You uh, mafia. are you naturally that crazy? Like if if you you know hadn't gone to Buffalo, you're the type that's like, dude, I probably would have jumped through a table at some point in my life anyway. Like, or did, did was it a was it a oh, fit absolutely. for you? Okay, all right, personality oh, no wise, doubt about it. yeah, no doubt about it. That was me, head to toe. What, what <laughs> about the debate? Uh, have you settled on a like a best wings location since you've gotten up to Buffalo? Oh. You know, I, I've tried. I mean, I feel like you can go anywhere in Buffalo. You're getting good wings. Uh, but I mean, my favorite uh, is Duff's is a good one. But I mean, I, I like the Barbell Tavern. Okay, I'm not familiar with that honey, one. Honey Cajun Butter Barbecue Wings. Whew. Oh, you know what? I yeah. want to. I want to subscribe to the newsletter. <laughs> I know that much. <laughs> wait, wait. Say that, honey. But honey Cajun Butter Barbecue. Whew. Bro, <laughs> sounds. You know, down here, I don't know if you've had the pleasure when you made one of these trips, but we are Honey Old Bay is the play that we made. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it, I've been down to Jimmy's a few times. Of course, you know? of course. You honey, gotta, gotta go down there. You know? Honey Old Bay is a big winner, but Honey Old Honey Butter Cajun Barbecue. I just, I almost want to get those words tattooed on my face. They sound God, so amazing to those me. Those are my go-tos. Those that, are my go-tos. That's incredible. <laughs> um, uh, Tyler, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap with this. We, obviously, we don't want it to happen, but give me to you. Um, you guys going to be all right, and you got the Bills come down to Baltimore and win on Sunday if what? Uh, say that again. I'm sorry. If, if the Bills uh, finish, fill in the blank. The Bills will be able to come down and win in Baltimore on Sunday if blank. Uh, we play four quarters of Buffalo Bills football. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, look, man, I got to be honest with you. We're rooting for you not to. It's just the way that it goes. We like you. Hey, but hey, we're, no hard feelings. We're rooting. No hard feelings. Hey, like a solid quarter and a half I think we'll be okay with. Like a nice quarter <laughs> of Bills football. Um, at 44 underscore Matikevich on uh, Twitter is how you follow Tyler. 
Uh, what about on Instagram? Where can uh, where can folks be giving you a follow there? Oh, it's it's the same, but just instead of uh, it's Matikevich underscore eight. At a, instead at, of forty four, it's an eight. Okay, very good, Tyler Matikevich, man. I truly appreciate what you do for uh, show your soft side and the commitment that you've shown to a community that isn't even yours. Um, it's it, it blows me away. Uh, the fact that you care so much about this place. I love Robin. She's one of my favorite people. It's so cool that that's the connection. Um, I, we can't. Oh, she's the best. She's amazing. She's amazing yeah. as a human being. I can't lie and pretend like we're rooting for you on Sunday, but I will tell you forever that we will uh, root for you personally and all the great things that you do, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Oh, I appreciate you having me, man. You have a great day.